0: the bros who think
1: podcast starring your host mr Lyndon burton and his co-host doom adam schubert julian navarre and justin Batiste. we got a lot to get into this week fellas so linden whenever you're ready brother take it away oh and have a great day Yes, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bros Who Think Podcast. My name is Linden Burton, a.k.a. Youngboy D-Wits, a.k.a. The People's Champ, a.k.a. Beard Gang is in the motherfucking building. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, this episode 130, moving on up, man. Each week it just keeps growing and growing. Episode 130, I am joined by my co-host, as always, Mr. Doom. Doom, how you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. How you living? I'm 'm all right man, can't go co- well ugh, I, every time I say it, like i'm I'm all right, you know, like we're gonna get all of the sad stuff out of the way, but besides that i'm I'm doing doing just fine, but man, crazy, crazy situation happened over the weekend. We lost a superstar an icon truly to me, the first death that I feel was impactful since my since uh Michael Jackson. We lost Kobe Bryant. And this is probably the biggest sports story in, for in, since Magic Johnson said he had AIDS, but even worse because Kobe lost his life.
2: Yeah, th- this one, I-, I feel like it's a tough one for just sports fans, period. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he was one of those, like, you know how there's those superstars that kind of, like, they go above the sport. You know what I mean? Like, you got, like, like people like Messi in soccer, like, even... People who aren't fans of soccer, like you, not know respect is. for what Messi yeah. do. You know what I mean? So it's like Kobe was one of those players. You know what I mean? I felt like he 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 played a big part in globalizing the game, just because everybody they really rocked with what he stood for. You know? I what mean, I'm after so- jo-
1: Jordan brought it, Jordan and the Dream Team brought it global. But if they didn't have successors, nobody would have watched the NBA in Shaq. Kobe and AI were the successors of the 2000s and honestly through them tying it with entertainment and rap brought the NBA to a level to where LeBron James could take it to where it is today yep. through the internet but that's without true. Kobe Shaq and AI utilizing hip hop and entertainment movies and whatnot the NBA would not be where it is that's a fact like you got to attribute those three brothers to it AI with the idea of fashion and bringing in hip-hop, along with Shaq rapping, Kobe even rapped uh, Shaq having the entertainment in the sense of the movies and everything, and Kobe was just the talent. Kobe was so good that he pushed the envelope that he was like, this dude was, is, plays like Jordan, he, he's scary like Jordan, he, he does everything that a basketball player should do, and that was the perfect triangle to push the NBA global. It's just super, super sad, and also the loss of his daughter the loss of all then those entire families that lost lives like one family lost a mom a dad and a daughter and the only f- people that are left is the brother and the sister that is gut wrenching and heartbreaking yeah, imagining being those people
2: that is really tough man
1: mm-hmm. and, like
2: it's just crazy because I feel like the situation could have been avoided. Like I, I don't want to be mm-hmm. that guy to kind of talk about what happened just because it's still fresh. I thought
1: so. I look. You know what I mean. I didn't. I haven't said anything because every time I've talked about this, it's always been from like the sad angle. But we could, we could get into that because I said, we, uh, I said this is pro's Day Pocket. We talk about that shit, bro. If I'm being completely honest, they did not have to fly in that fog. Like yeah. the 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 control or the the pilot control said, don't do this. I get the homie is like a Navy pot. I get he's the best, like, but if the people tell you don't do it, you kind of shouldn't do it.
2: Yeah. And, uh, like, somebody was talking about how they can see the opposite end where, you know, you're a pilot and he, you know, he getting paid to do a job and he has these high profile customers because that's really what they are. Like, they pay him to take them places. You know what I mean? So he didn't want to upset a superstar of Kobe level and be like nah i can't get you the way you're trying to go fam you know what i mean but it's like at the same time if you felt that it was risky don't do it you know what i mean like you always gotta put especially with something like flying it's not like a car where if the weather gets too crazy you can pull over you know what i mean like you can stop like nah bro like you gotta you gotta at least consider safety at some point you know what i mean but like i said i really don't want to do that because he was one of the People that lost his life too, and I don't want to talk ill on his decision making. You know what I mean. But it's it. I do wish it would have went another way. I guess that's what I'm trying to get at. Like I no, I'm
1: with you. a different way. I I said the same thing about when X died. Certain things are just avoidable, and it's not it's not us talking down on the data. Just they just are avoidable. For example, X. When those dudes try to rob you, don't fight them back. Just give them their your stuff. Like it's just material shit at the end of the day, and you got shot. Like that shit sucks. Where in this. Don't fly. Like, just don't yeah. do it. Like, it is super sad. I have compassion. I Kobe got me into basketball. I feel super, super sorry for the entire families and everybody affected. Even the pilot who lost his life and his family, because he, like you said, he lost his life as well. But you can question the decision that got got him there. One hundred percent. Yeah. So that and, and but with that being said, let's take a moment of silence for everyone who lost their lives in that helicopter crash, and I send my prayers and condolences. To everyone affected by that, the family, the friends, and loved ones. All right, Doom, let's let now that we got that out the way. Any because I'm gonna talk about this later on, on in Bros Who Ball, but any moment memory from Kobe that you have basketball wise that you just that stands out to you? It gotta be the 81 point game.
0: Yeah, it I'm it glad you said
1: be. it. I'm glad you
2: said it. It gotta be easy for me like that was that was literally the craziest thing that I've ever seen you know what I mean Mm -hmm. to this day like I don't I I can't remember another sports moment that really made me be like yo this is nuts maybe besides like I I look at moments like certain NFL moments that was like super crazy that you know obviously Saints winning the Super Bowl I'm I'm biased obviously on that one like because that I've never experienced that so that was a crazy moment for me but if we just looking at pure like raw talent and just amazing people with what you can do in your field, that to me was probably the best performance ever.
1: No, that at was at least a- that I can remember in my time. You know we I mean? we never got to see the Wilt game. I, I haven't ever seen footage of it. This we saw this. This happened. Like this is etched in stone. That man went off and like we saw the clay thompson stuff we saw the devin booker stuff but this kobe game was just on another level of playing a sport that he took it to the highest level you can but like i said we lost a great one and every time i shoot a a, a paper ball into a trash can or shoot a any anything into anything like whether it's like a bottle or whatever it may be if i'm shooting it i say kobe man and i remember when I remember when Curry started balling, niggas was like trying to say like, oh, why don't y'all start saying Curry? And I tried that shit. That shit didn't ring off the same. Yeah, like,
2: it don't, it, nah, it don't, it don't, it don't hit the same bro.
1: Especially <laughs> if you're far away, like niggas, niggas try to be far away and say it, it don't ring off the same. Yeah. Like Kobe's just so fluid and that's going to be there forever. It's a man is not forgotten when he dies, when the bullet strikes him, when the knife hits his chest, when his heart stops beating. No, a man is forgotten when he is forgotten and he is not remembered anymore. That's when a man loses his legacy. So Kobe will remain forever in our hearts and remain a legend because he will never be forgotten. But, man, okay, uh, now it's time to get into the shits. Now, now it's time to get into the jokes. And the all and the- Bro, what's up with that lady who said Los Angeles knackers or niggers or whatever oh, she man, said, bro? They
2: need to get her out of here. I didn't even <laughs> follow up to see what happened.
1: She said and she like, said it. That's all that's happened.
2: I feel bad, bro, because, like, honestly, I could see the mistake. Like, I have combined two words that don't go together before. You know what I mean? When you in a high-pressure situation. Like, I could, I could see it, but it didn't sound like Nakers to me. You know what I mean? Like, me I, I just... went back and listened to it over and over again. I'm like, yo, is she really got niggas off.
1: And I tried to hear nakers. I tried, like I, I, I it just always sounds like that. And my thing is, to your point about being in a high pressure situation. And I know people are gonna be like, "Well, Linda, this is different." But nah, it's 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 not. I'm on the radio every night, and nigga, it's it's live. Like when that shit is on, it's like, "Oh shit!" Think I'm I'm broadcasting out. I never never the, a curse word has never came to my mind because I know if I say it, I'm fucked. Like I <laughs> like I know like I, I I don't even say like sexual shit. Like no, bro, I. I I have never, in Doom, I try to, like, I try to go, you know, I try to do my thug thizzle, not once. Not once. So I'm not going to even let her get that. I'm not going to even let her get that off. Yeah. Because I I know from personal experience, people might be like, well, all people are different, Linden, but it's just like, that may be true, but I'm just saying from my personal experience, being that, like, I just went from a podcast saying whatever I could to just like oh shit nigga you on the radio like you better be yeah. you better be careful <laughs> like yeah. you curse all the time on Thursdays but you see that that 7 to 12 you better not say
2: a fucking thing yeah and and not to mention the platform that she on you got to like have oh, some type of professionalism to even get to that point like they don't just throw anybody up there you know what i mean yes
1: that's exactly so, <laughs> come on uh, fam. Yeah, like i, I don't know i don't know this like I don't know if I want the lady to lose her job, but, like, I I don't. It's tough, man, because, like, she definitely said that. And, like, she could say she didn't say that, but I, I just don't believe her. And, like, something got to happen. Suspend something. Yeah.
2: They but, definitely got to suspend her. Yeah, least. that's
1: what I'm saying. Like, a suspension, I'm not going to because, okay, maybe you got that off, but that was a boneheaded get off, so you got to be suspended for this. Yeah. Just cause, just for general principle, just to make sure you ain't say that shit. Yeah, it maybe might I think, might I make think you she, take a race relation class.
2: Yeah, I think it's good because that that kind of killed a projection of her career. Like I think whatever whatever level she at now, that's that's her peak. Nobody taking a chance mm-hmm.
1: that kind of bullshit. She not about to become Megyn Kelly or, yeah. <laughs> or whoever. Like she, that's that's it. She news anchor. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're locked because you're the lady yeah. who said Los Angeles Nakers the day Kobe Bryant died. Yeah. What you're a dumb nuts. bitch.
2: That's nuts. <laughs> and that was that was honestly, bro. That was probably the biggest segment of her career.
1: Yo, the like, whole world watching, and you go say that bullshit. Like, and I didn't, moment. I didn't know if it was gonna see. This is when I knew. Oh shit, people are taking this shit serious. At first, I saw like my. It look this. This is no shot at the person. I'm about to say this is my co-host, but like. You know exactly what my nigga Chris posted, and I was just like, okay, all right, I'm seeing this happen in the world, but not everything we see on social media gets brought to the national level. You know what I mean? And then, but when I saw like Jason Whitlock and Shannon Sharp retweeted, I was like, Oh, this bitch is done. It's it's over with, it's done. You know
2: niggas riding for Kobe though, like anything negative that was popping out in the midst of that, niggas was that shit was dead. Like Mm -hmm. niggas was letting you know, hey, it's dead for that shit, bro. Yeah, like, I'm glad. I, I, I seen one of the sports pages, bro. I forgot which one it was. It might have been like Complex Sports or something like that. But they posted like this, you know, little tribute video to Kobe. And some nigga was in the comments, like promoting his his custom shoes. Who he would did, they tell me to like, get up? bro. They was flaming this man, bro. Like he probably thought he was doing something fire. He was like, "Oh yeah, this tweet about to get some traffic. If I fucking..." comment on this tweet right under it on the first reply he- he- hella niggas gonna see my shit i'm about to make some sales selling these kobe shoes they started flaming son bro they was like nigga this is not the time for your <laughs> whack-ass custom art nigga my nigga kobe dead like <laughs> i'm sure they ruined this nigga whole little hustle bro he was done it was
1: a- yo you gotta know what's the right time and was not like <laughs> It is not the time like that. The day that Kobe died, I did not tweet anything about promote. It's not the time to promote. It's not the time to do any like. uh, We just lost an icon, bro. It's not the time to promote your individual shit right now. You got tomorrow and the day after that to do that. See, for this day, we just got to be in memories and sad all together. You better. uh, I saw niggas on the internet clowning, and then when I saw them on the timeline, I just everybody was just like, "Now it's not the time. Now it's not." Like it, people... it was,
2: bro, it was really crazy because, like, I seen shit like Trump would tweet something and the entire, like, reply section was, nigga, not today. Kobe dead. <laughs> like, like, niggas was not playing, bro. <clears throat> I seen this one had me dying, bro, with some girl. She posed, you know, the typical little thirst trap picture. Yeah, they, they, they was some
1: her stop.
2: <laughs> her caption was, miss me, with a fucking question mark and a little winking emoji. And, uh, <laughs> Some nigga was like, fuck out of here, bitch. We miss Kobe. <laughs> like, yo, I was dying, bro. <laughs> uh, yo, Niggas that... was really violent, bro.
1: The internet was unified, bro, on that yeah, day. Man. Anybody who was getting a shit off was like, no. And then look, another thing. Th- and I said I was going to say this, bro. It upsets me to the highest degree. And I don't know if it's bots. I don't know if it's real humans. But the people who come out and was talk, trying to discuss his rape case the day he died... What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Like, who raised you? Like, what is now the time? This man is dead. Seven other people are dead. His daughter is dead. There are families in neglect, and there's families in sadness. And you gonna pick the time to talk about this man's raped case? Get the fuck out of here! Fuck all the people who put Rick Fox in the shit, because that was fuck. That was bad. super crazy. I Bro, the whole,
2: the entire thing was bad journalism. Like I remember when the news first broke, I legit didn't even want to read shit because it was so many different things coming out. I was like, I don't even know if he really died. Like That's I a, waited for the ESPN thing to come out because it was like, yo, I'm seeing so many different stories I that only, I don't even know if there was even a fucking crash. You know what I mean?
1: Which I like, only commented on the one the when when he initially died. I only I was like, what the fuck is this? Please don't say this is true. Then shit come out and then I was like, and I was like, oh God. And then, I, and then I went silent and then I retweeted somebody who was like, yo, y'all gotta stop putting out fake stories. Cause at first they said all of his daughters were dead. Then they said Rick Fox was dead. It was like, nigga, y'all are just, y'all are the worst. They
2: just be thirsty to break a story, bro. That shit is trash. Like, honestly, bro, it was anything that I felt like if y'all not celebrating the this man legacy, then just stop for a day just give it yeah. a day bro like let the like this man ain't even fucking they probably did not even recovered the body from the scene yet and you y'all know, talk about his rape case y'all talk about all the negative shit that y'all think about like people gotta be sick and i actually i want to know your thoughts on this you 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 familiar with dr umar right
1: Oh, this that nigga
2: Bro. needs to go sit his ass though. Bro fuck down. Bro, this nigga like and what was fucked up is I remember watching him when I first know, like first seen who he was. It was when he did his first Breakfast Club interview. And mm-hmm. like he was talking a lot of shit and I was like, you know what? Like I don't know if I'm fully subscribing to everything that he's saying, but he sounded like he know what he's talking about. Let me let me follow him. Like he you know, it don't hurt to at least open your mind to the way somebody else thinks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But after this shit, like the Kobe situation, bro, he's lost all credibility with me. Like,
1: Oh, hey, bro, I, you didn't know his school, his supposed school is a scam. Like, he's just robbing yeah. black people.
2: Yeah, bro. He, like, nah, I'm a 100,000% convinced that everything he do is a scam from now on. Like, bro, this man, he, he was like walking in this park or some shit, bro. He set his <laughs> phone up on... On the fucking, like, (laughs) I don't know. It was like a fence or something, bro. I know
1: exactly. And
2: this nigga start talking about how it was a conspiracy that they killed Kobe. And I'm, like, watching the shit, like, waiting for the explanation. But he just repeating himself over and over, like, they killed our black brother. They did this and they did that. I'm like, all right, nigga, explain your evidence. The wind blows his phone off of the fence. And this nigga says that that's the ancestor's. Not wanting him to speak out on the NBA for killing Kobe, he was oh. like, "If that's not proof enough, the ancestors blew my phone off this shit." I'm like, "Nigga, are you serious, nigga? Like, like now we about to just go indict the NBA for murder because your phone fell off the fence? Like that was your proof, nigga? Like, bro, niggas like that make me sick. Like a, a man died, bro. Like his family is mourning, and you coming with isn't this funny, bullshit." But like-
1: no, like, I agree. Man, <laughs> I agree one hundred and fifty percent. Niggas just trying to get hustle off of. They're the worst type of people who 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 hustle and make money off of people's emotions. In the sense, religion does this. These type of these type of scammers who try to preach. And when I say what I'm about to say, it's not against the actual belief of what it is. It's just people who use the people's emotions that feel a certain way about this subject. And the quote-unquote hotep uh, pro-black community, there's people who scam that community like a Dr. Umar Johnson. They use those people's passion for the subject against them, and it's like, yo, you're you're the worst type of human. You're the worst. Like You you know exactly what you're doing.
2: That shit is fucking sick, bro. They They had niggas selling fake Kobe autographed jerseys.
1: It was like, bro,
2: the, the jersey fake is just some random nigga that tried to emulate Kobe's signature on the jersey, selling it for thousands of dollars. Like, duping niggas, bro. Sick, sick, duping sick. Bro. And I'm just like, yo, come
1: on. Y'all bro. all need to be ashamed of yourselves, all of you. You feminists who wrote those articles. You fucking uh, uh people, those journalists who's trying to break the fucking story. Uh, you hustlers off of his death. All of you need to be fucking shamed of yourselves. Who raised you, you sick fucking humans? Shame on you. Like, if we're not celebrating this man and trying to uplift him and uplift lift the other members of the people who died for their families and lift up these human beings, then what the fuck are we doing as humans? Because I know if any of one of us were in this situation, we would be devastated. Imagine being Vanessa Bryant, losing not only your husband but your daughter and then having to maintain for your two other or three other children. Or imagine being that brother and sister who lost his mom, dad, and sister and it's just you two left like what the fuck do you do in this situation but yet we want to fucking clown and make jokes and i'm so happy and 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 focus on the dumb shit like if anything this should show us life is too short to be focusing on this nonsense that we got to be positive and it's just shame on all of you and that's why i want to promote shout out to Hiro koshi doom you might not know who this is but this is the writer of my hero academia the story, like the the cartoon and all that shit, the anime gets nice. there in, in all, it's everything from this guy, and he drew for all the fans and everything, he drew Deku with Kobe's on his feet and just said, RIP, and I was like, if this dude from fucking Japan can nice. do this, what the fuck are y'all doing? Yeah. I, like, I, man, some, culture.
2: some people is just, I don't know, bro. We need a like, everybody need to reevaluate their values on life. Because I feel like death is something that should never be joked about or, like, you know what I mean? Like, people take advantage of, like you said, take advantage of people's emotions and shit. Like, that shit is just dirty to me. It like, is. it's next level.
1: It is, bro. It is. But that's all we got on that. Let's move to something next. So, the Grammy's happening. We were right. Billy Eilish beat Lizzo's ass, and I was happy as fuck. I was so happy. That's a fact. I was, and I know this is like, "Damn, y'all not supporting the queen?" Nah, nah, nigga. That nigga, that that girl is a clown. Yeah, <laughs> I don't support.
2: And i I see a lot of people, bro. And this is kind of my thing where I feel like there's a lot of black people who fight the right fight. They just go about it the wrong way. They wanted Lizzo to win over people like that because she's black. But I'm like, yo, we fight in a fight because we want the most talented person to win. Not mm-hmm. just because she's black. That's that's honestly the same shit that we fighting against. Like we don't want these white artists to take all the Grammys when we know that there's people like Tyler the Creator who has the best pop album. He and that's always been my thing.
1: Pop. That's always been my thing with diversity. It's like at the end of the day, yes, we want more of our faces in there, but we should want them in there because they're the most talented person that year, not just because they're they look like. Like you shouldn't just want something because it looks like you, you should want it because it's amazing and it happens to look right. like you.
2: Right. And and bro, I can't hold Billy Eilish. She came with that smoke. She killed, shit, bro.
1: Yeah, bro, that shit was hard. Like shout to Billy, bro.
2: Like she deserved that shit. That's not my shit. You know what I mean? Like I'm not riding around in the whip, listening to Billy Eilish. But I must. When say- I watch her perform, bro. She fucking got it. Like mm-hmm. that's not that's a different level than what Lizzo bring to the table. And no, no knock on Lizzo, because I fuck with Lizzo, bro. Like I, I really fuck with the fact that even though she personally annoyed me, like I fuck with the fact that she has the confidence to do what she does, even in the middle of people talking shit. Cause mm-hmm. I think that's like a big quality. Gotta give her
1: props because where Ari Linux fails, Lizzo shines. Lizzo just yeah. shake her ass in her haters' face. Yeah. Gotta give her a props right. for that. She <laughs> is a clown, but she hates she a strong clown. And I support the fact. strength. Like fact. gotta
2: give her props. I always that. support that. A hundred and fifty million percent. You know what I mean? Especially coming from a black woman that do it in the middle of people telling you, yo, you can't She's get
1: worse than yeah. Ari. Like we gotta call a spade a spade. She get it bad. Yeah. Like, because I'm commenting on her, her page a million times a day about her weight. Bro, oh, I know, I, it. yeah. I'm saying, bro, if if Ari would have got the same smoke
2: that Lizzo got after that Lakers game, quit. yeah, bro, she would have her career would have been over. Like, she probably like, would have had to that in
1: stride. Lizzo just put bro, some booty to say, kiss my ass.
2: Like, even, yeah, even the people that I felt like she thought would have been behind her wasn't like even those people was like yo you you did too much which well, she did do too much but she definitely like did like i said i applaud the fact that in her mind she was like yo this is the move and she yeah. just yeah. went with it i applaud just, the confidence like, regardless <laughs> if if you agree with it or not she went with it so i'm hey I, I applaud that all day but, but yeah no billy definitely deserved to win yeah yeah billy billy deserved to take that shit because
1: like uh, when i'm at the radio station and and, and lizzo comes on I turn it low, like like I like, cause, cause I don't have to listen to what's playing at the time. I turn, yeah. turn it low, maybe watch maybe watch the game. But see when Billy come on, I keep that shit on. I, I be bobbing my head. I'm not gonna lie. That's what's up. <laughs> it's just the truth, bro. That little shit just it's not for me. But uh, I want to talk about Tyler's speech. Yo, powerful, powerful speech. And I think it's sh- I was proud of Tyler because it showed his maturity. Because I believe if this was him during Bastard or Goblin, he'd have definitely said. Yeah, I'm glad I got this, but fuck this shit because y- y'all calling Urban, that's like calling us niggers. Like, he just said yeah, it. But, right, like, sure. the way he the way he articulated himself in the way he, he got his message across in a polite, but still, I felt the emotion, the power, I felt the anger behind it, but it was in such a calm and intelligent and articulate way that it was like, you can't help but accept this. Like, you have to acknowledge this. Even if yeah. you don't like Tyler Crane or anything, this man said something that's very important that people have to pay attention to. Bro, But for
2: the life of me, I still can't understand why us as black artists, why we can't just get to a point where we say, you know what, enough is enough. We're not letting this shit validate us. Like, why don't we have a Revolt Awards where it's, just- it's yeah, controlled that to- by black
1: people? They gotta begin to change. Somebody gotta be getting a check because it don't make sense. You're right. At this point, it doesn't make sense. And I know people say the BET awards, but we don't take that shit seriously. And it should no, be like no. Volt or it should be like a Rock Nate. A D- J- Jay-Z and Diddy need to put it on, but they're not. And, and I don't and I don't think I don't know if they're getting a check, but it has to be something. It ha- cause there's no reason why it's not it doesn't exist already. Yeah.
2: And and bro, like the BET shit, that that whole network is what Tyler was talking about in the speech. Like viacom is not black owned they just bt is under the viacom umbrella and i feel like bt is just a network where it's like okay we know that niggas want nigga shit and they gonna tune in to niggas being niggas so let's give them a little network we can say oh we gave the black people the opportunity to shine but we still pull all the strings with everything that go on we can control the amount of niggadry that's happening (laughs) on this screen you know what I mean and like I think we need something that is not that where we can really be us because I look at it like bro if I was to you know become this successful artist tomorrow I would feel way more validated if Diddy recognized my talent than some white guy at the Grammys you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. some some white panel that decides, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, like Tyler said, it's it's a fucking accomplishment, because even to be in that conversation of a Grammy, you got to be doing some crazy. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I, like, you know what I mean?
1: I would love, like, if, if I was an artist and I put out something the, and I got a Grammy, I would be hyped. That shit would be fire. But that's just because of the legacy that it left. But you're yeah. right, it would be so much cooler if, like, Drake was like, yo, nigga, i fuck with your music. That would be better. That would be way much better than a yeah. Grammy like 100 and
2: and i'm saying as an artist i would feel like yo i accomplished some shit if diddy or like you said somebody like drake said like yo you are the best in your genre you deserve this like yo i'd be like yo this is i would cherish that award way more than a grammy you know what i mean it would be like it would be like like if you you a basketball player, and somebody who's never watched a game of basketball in their life tell you like, "Yo, bro, you suck." Like you be like, "Nigga, fuck out of here!" Like you don't even know shit about shit. Like these people, the panel knows nothing
1: about yeah, our it, it, culture. It's people because know- it's not it's not even just it's not even just Caucasian people. It's like because you could be a white person that's like a hip hop head. You could vote, yeah. but it's like it's the people who listen to like. Classical orchestra music. That's voting people yeah. that listen to country that never heard a rap song in their life. That's voting like it's not. It's, like- it's
2: people who thinks that Macklemore's album was better than Good Kid, M.A.D. City. I will never get over that a day in my life, bro. Yeah, I, I will die still feeling played off of that. Like that album deserved it. You know what
1: I mean? And even like- if, okay, and my thing is, I always say this: like, if you're not gonna give it to a good kid, you didn't give it to nothing. Was the same. You yeah, gave it to the Mclemore joint. Like, you
2: come on, bro. What are we talking about? Like, and this is the shit that still got black people tight. You know what I mean? Like, it, I'm saying, bro, we can easily take our shit and bring it somewhere else, bro. Like, there will always be a, a, a audience for what the Grammys do. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that the Grammys is trash. And I'm not saying that we should stop going to the Grammys altogether, but I'm saying we should have our own shit where we know, like, okay, if we talking about who's really accomplishing shit for the year and we want an award that actually holds weight, bro, because we don't have that. Like, I feel like even BT is not that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's literally no outlet that says, like, yo, nigga, you deserve to be recognized for what you've done because i feel like there's a lot of people in the game that will never get that kind of shit that should you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like there's people that's really killing the game out here bro that's not receiving the kind of like i don't know i don't don't know the right word but they need they need a pat on the back for all their hard work they need the right uh uh,
1: for the for they don't they don't get the acclaim they they don't get the they don't get the recognition. Like, I know, yeah, like, for example, we never see Young Thug getting something. We're not going to see Griselda getting something. We're not going to see these people. It's only going to be the Drakes, the Kendricks, the Coles. And, and it's shout out 21 Savage because he won a Grammy. Yeah. But it could only be said he only won it because Cole was with him. But you know what yeah. I mean? It's just like you, we got to congratulate these people. I was I was happy Tyler got it. But like he said, his album's not really rap. Like, Tyler's Tyler should one album of the year for being 100% honest. Yeah. Honestly, bro, like, Like, and and he's he's
2: absolutely right. Like nothing about that album was urban. Like when I listen to that, I don't feel gangster hard. I don't feel like, um, you know, like all the shit that you associate with the urban demographic, I didn't feel any of that from his album. So why does he have to win that one? And honestly, I feel like you take away from people who actually put
1: out music in that genre. Yeah, facts no, one hundred percent, and it, it's just it, it's it's a, it's a shame all around. And even even Ariana Grande, she she should have probably like if we talking album of the year, Billy shouldn't have beat Ariana. Like he, like if I'm i I'm, I'm a talk for my uh for the white people, Ariana yeah. should have won that shit. Ariana had smashes, bro. That was not... Yeah, she not, did. Now talk about Bill, Billy. had a good year, but bro, Ariana had seven rings. of fucking. Uh, you, the girlfriend. Uh, leave your girlfriend. She had the fucking um. Thank you. Next joint.
2: Yeah, bro, she had had, Yeah, she had a year, bro. She had I, a year.
1: She should have won album of the year if we if we if we're not gonna give it to Tyler, we should give it to her if
2: anything. Yeah, but, like, it, but it's it's never about the art though. It's it's literally like eyes. I feel like it's the panel sitting there and saying, "All right, we know who's tuning into this shit. How are we gonna please the?" Big majority of our viewers with these winner choices, you know what I mean? And it's like, okay, Billie Eilish might be the most popular, but did she make the best music? Because at the end of the day, I feel like that's all it should be about. No one, you know what I mean? Like that's it. There should be no other deciding factor besides the art.
1: It shouldn't be who's gonna come perform, who's gonna show. No, like even if the yeah. niggas not showing up, like they have better music. Give it to yeah. them. Like it don't right. matter who, right. but. That's all we got on the Grammys. Let's, let's move into some clown. Like Now we're getting into the clown. Oh, wait. Before we get into the clown territory part of the podcast. Bro, party, bro. Party playing with our emotions. He gave us some bullshit-ass t- Like His title, like, when, I, when I saw that title, I was just salty because it was like, bro, you waited till January 20th. You knew you was two days away from the end of January to come tell us your album is called Party Mobile. And then you telling us it's not till February, but we don't know what part of February we might get to February twenty fifth and still not have Party Mobile. This is some bullshit. He he's setting himself up for this for to be. failure. <laughs> yeah, he clowning. Because I'm, this, I'm, I'm be I, hard.
2: I'm letting you know after the Drake single, I was ready.
1: I was ready too.
2: Like she was tough. I hated so- on the song when it first came out. I didn't really like the bop. Like I was like, ah, this, this for the women. This, this they little. I'm out by the pool. I'm sipping my little drink or whatever, and we turning up doing, you know, crazy ratchet shit. But then the Malone I listened to the song. I was like, yo, these niggas really killed this. Like this. Yeah, is like, hard! this hard song, bro. And then I'm like, all right, now I'm ready to see if this was the. Okay, this is just what I. I let off to lead into the project. Now I want to see when he fully in his bag. And now when you like, cause to me when you push an album back, all that tell me is that you wasn't really ready to cash in all the shit you was talking. You know what I mean? Like you wasn't all the way prepared. And I think and maybe maybe the weekend got him off his game because mm-hmm. you know that the weekend about to drop. And I feel like the the reception been better with the weekend shit that he been. It
1: and look, I I play Party Next Door like every day, like once once or twice a day, but the weekend gets played like seven, eight, nine times a day. Yeah. Every like at least on just just my show, like it, and I, that's not talking about for the remainder part of the day. And I think Party Next Door is only a nighttime play. So like I get it, like you trying to make sure this is good, but like Party at this point, I get you trying to get out of this your cult fan base, but like at this point. You trying you gotta retain your cold fans. Like, yeah. fuck trying to break through the next level. Do you even have your cold fans at this point? And I know that's wrong of me to say because I will listen to a party next door album just like you would the rest of his cold fans will, because we like his music. That doesn't take away that we're fans of him, but it's just like, bro, you don't realize you gotta appease us first. Yeah. Because we've been the people championing you. Exactly. And and like that
2: fan base is the niggas that keep him alive. If, if you start going on a little promo run and you drop your single before the project, if it's not us retweeting it like oh shit nigga I can't wait till this party drops. Exactly. All the people that's not really in your cult fan base, they not giving a fuck about what you about to drop, especially and, when you took so long since the last drop.
1: Like and nigga, who been <laughs> streaming all them shits, giving you money, getting you to tour like make cuz you're not touring, who's who's buying all that merch your cult fan like us? Us, yeah. the people that you asking to retweet this shit, like, yeah, bro, like you got to do better than this party. Yeah. You can't wait till the 29th to tell us your album is called Party Mobile, some bullshit ass title.
2: And bro, <laughs> I'm so sick of these artists coming with a release date and not being able to make. The yeah, piece. you gotta you
1: gotta keep your word, bro. Like, so, as
2: a, I'm saying, like when we were kids, and like you know, let's say the only know. person who did it was Wayne, and it was wor- It was the worst. Yeah, but I'm saying, even with Wayne, like, when you think, like, when he dropped the Carter Two, nigga, you had to go to Walmart and get the CD. Like, there's a whole, like, process that goes into dropping an album. Like, it's not like, okay, I wrapped up the last song tonight, and tomorrow morning, these shit's gonna be on the shelf. Like, (laughs) it don't work like that. Like, now, bro, these niggas is literally, like, they wrap up this last session in the studio... And they yeah, just dude. click upload and we got yeah. the album. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you pushing it back for, nigga? Like, you know, you're right. Especially when you came out of nowhere and announced it. Like, it's not like there was pressure on you to drop.
1: And it's not like you, a uh, local act or an unsigned act that got to wait a couple days with Distro Kid, let your money go through. Nigga, you signed a Drake and Warner Brothers. Your yeah. shit, like, dude, say your shit going through the moment you wanted to go through. Yeah, bro. Like it's over with. So you clowning party? Like, like you? Oof! Niggas
2: gotta stop playing that? with their fan base, bro. Like, Facts. I think that need to be a conversation
1: going into. That's but that's across all media. That's something that I, we're probably gonna do a, a a Twitch show once a month where it's like a where we get everybody, Chris, uh, you, me, everybody. We get us, we get us all on, and it's like the full network. That's a that's a network wide conversation because in anime. In movies, in TV, music, peep consumers need to, to recognize the value of their of their dollar and not taking this bullshit content that these people that all these across different mediums are giving us. Like, just because we're fans of something doesn't mean we have to support it every time. And these people that are putting out stuff need to be aware that, like, maybe we shouldn't take our fan base for granted. Right. Because there's that, people yeah. putting out content that are at a lower scale that are connecting with their fan bases, building communities, building hubs, and it's like, their fan base will die for these, like, YouTubers, these low, these underground artists, these uh, low, like, n- these YouTube tech t- uh, TV series, these podcast networks, because they interact and they maintain, giving them quality content, whereas these big corporations are just fucking up. And I,
2: especially, like with the way that technology is going bro like there's literally no difference than a full-on Netflix production or a nigga setting up a camera in his basement and just saying some shit like if he giving the content like niggas will go to the content like it's not yeah. like you 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 know what i mean like like back in the day where it's like yeah, it oh plugs. if i don't if i don't if you're get not to television, and, yeah. yeah like if i don't get to network tv i'm fucked you know what i mean like you can't control the market no more like if niggas wait up like and and not saying that this will happen with party but i'm saying like it could be some kid recording in his fucking closet that drops some heat tomorrow. And I'm like, yo, fuck that party project. This, this new yeah. You know what I mean? Like, stop playing with your fan base, bro. You gotta like, stop. there's there's so many options on where I can go to consume shit if I really wanted to. You're you not a I
1: mean? you're not a Kendrick, you're not a J. Cole, you're not even a weekend to where you can take breaks. Look at your mentor. You're not, you're not like the person you're working with right now, Rihanna. But look at your mentor. Your mentor, the person that signed you, maybe takes a year off. A year, half max, and then he back, but he makes sure you're on features. Your ass ain't give us something in two, three years. Use this, you clowning, bro. Like, yeah. I say the same thing about Bryson. Bryson Tiller is almost losing me as a fan. Like, I'm, I'm so upset because I was supposed to get the Bryson album last year. What the fuck is it at?
2: But see, I think a lot of these niggas, especially like these days where, and I mean, it's a positive and a negative, but I think that people realizing that once they break to a certain level, now it's bigger than music. Now they can they can do other you know, shit. Yeah, they can they can dip into other shit that probably makes just as much money, if not more, without the stress of being an artist. And yeah, I think you thinking, see it a lot with newer acts.
1: It's like shitty because it's like I'm not I'm not getting you to that level to to do this other shit. I don't give a fuck about. Yeah. I got you to this level to hear you make better music because you have more money and you can do more cooler shit. Like do it. Like, is, is Drake, Kendrick, and Cole the last true artist? Like, them niggas did the, the, the other shit years later. Not, not niggas doing cooking shows and all kind of crazy shit after one album. Nigga, no! No! I don't like you that much to do all that other shit. <laughs> That's a fact. Fuck You, you gotta do fact. the... like. You know why I watch every fucking movie Drake puts out that he executive produced, like Euphoria on HBR, Top Boy? You know why I watch that shit? Because that nigga gave me Take Care. Nothing was the same if you're reading this too. It gave me hits. Yeah. i watch Kendrick Lamar TV show if he put one out. i watch a J. Cole movie. The niggas gave me hits. Yeah. I'm begging for Lil Wayne to give me something that's not music. Begging. Give me a sports show, Wayne something. And, and it's because
2: you know that they literally dedicated everything that they yes! had to make sure that it was on par with what you expected. And they I, cared I about think, your exactly. And I think that's the only difference between talented niggas and the greats is that the greats actually care about the quality of what they are doing and they take pride in delivering on what they say they're going to deliver on. And not saying that that's not the case with party because well, I think right, you right. just yeah. got a lot of Shit going on, cause as an artist, bro, you do get self conscious about
1: you work. You don't want to put out, yeah. You know I mean, Everybody's especially about it now.
2: When he he had a, a point in his career where he knows that it's like, okay, nigga, this this, this is it. either it's gonna boost me to the big time status, or I'ma forever be the nigga that flopped.
1: Yeah, I'm a writer, I, life. Like I'm one of the best writers ever, but I'm just a writer. And and honestly,
2: I don't think he's that. Like, I think he got the potential to be, you know, a weekend level artist. And it, it's it's sad to say, like, I hate saying that because I know they, they got this little whatever they got going on, but it's like the weekend consistently dropped pressure. Like, it's at the point where it's like his brand is you know, when he dropped, it's gonna be quality, not Bart's this shit with remembered. party where I'm questioning, okay, nigga, is he gonna be able to do it? You know like, what I mean?
1: Like Party Next Door One, Party Next Door Two, and Colors Two EP and Colors One, I'd say are all amazing projects. Party Next Door Three, it has some some right stuff on it. The the one with the all-red, I forget what that one's called. The one after colors two, that one was straight doo-doo. At least in my opinion, I ain't fuck with that shit. Party Party right now is on the career path of a dream or a Sean Garrett. He could get to like a weekend level but like he gotta get out of his dream territory where dream gives us a couple good albums but dream is better known as a writer producer
2: yeah and he gotta stop taking so long to drop another project man that's the thing like like if you drop this one we can't wait full more four more years, years before yeah. Yo. you, man, nigga, like, especially if on.
1: this isn't amazing like yeah. if this is not the best shit ever bro i'm not waiting more than two, a year max a year and a half I'll give you two years just because I, I'm a fan of, of your boss. But yeah, bro, exactly. if you're not, if you, bro, if this shit is mid, and we don't get something maybe by the end of this year, next year, what are you through, dog.
2: <laughs> and that's a fact. Like this project gotta be cold.
1: It has bro, to be. like
2: I'm not taking four years of
1: preparation for mid. Like it just no. it gotta be fire, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right, one hundred percent. Bro, would you you buying into the Nikki husband meek situation? I don't know, man. Like <laughs> I'm gonna say that I see both sides. One hundred percent. I understand where Nikki husband coming from. Like, I don't blame him because he in the store, and I know. And this is no disrespect to women, but Nikki that type of girl that's gonna talk, 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 say something. And if you don't do nothing, what you mean you pussy nigga? And yeah. I know that's what she did to him, and I don't blame him for saying something. Now, yeah. now Meek, Meek know damn well he ain't have to do nothing. But I, I get it, Meek hurt. Hurt, yeah. hurt for her people. But I see I, I'm more on Nikki's husband's side because he had a lot of pressure on him in that situation. But that's one thing. Like if a nigga try
2: you in front of your girl, you gotta stand. In- you gotta do in- something, yeah. Like you gotta right. stand. In- like, it don't even matter if in your mind you're like, yo, this is bullshit. Even if she even says don't do
1: nothing, it. when y'all leave, she's always going to look, look at you as lesser.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. You done. You, you might as well break up with her that day if you let some nigga come bitch you in front of your girl. Like, you might as well just let it go because she ain't going to never look at you the same. You know what I mean? But on the second hand, I'd be lying if I said I've never been in meek shoes. Where you like, you've you been involved with somebody. And y'all stop fucking around, and you be like, yo, this the nigga you dipped out on me for? <laughs> this the nigga? Like, come on, fam. Like, no way. Uh, yeah, I've, I've been, and I'm saying that that right there, and I know that this, this, like, women love to throw this word around towards niggas now. And it's toxic behavior. I'll admit that. <laughs> but I'm saying, yo, you got to be able to at least semi-upgrade when you just leave a nigga. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a nigga that wanted to make it work, that wanted don't to put the Somebody's
1: work that look worse than me, bro. Yeah, don't bro. You you gotta at
2: least semi-upgrade. Shit. You gotta cause I'm saying I'd have been on the other situation where me and a chick been involved with each other and then she Boy, moved we'll, on to another nigga and you'd be like, you know talk what? Talk about I your girl. Yeah, bro. i would be like, yo, I can't even hate like <laughs> this nigga doing shit. You know what I mean? He actually looked like he <laughs> on a way to doing something. Yeah, got like, a good catch. yeah bro. Like, and and, and they just point. can't be. And that, that's that's like some wild shit to say. I know some niggas gonna be like, "Yo, that's some fuck shit." But it's like, yo, you gotta become mature at some point to accept those kind of things. No, you write mean? like,
1: right, one hundred. Because every all my ex all my ex girlfriends, if they got a boyfriend, that's fine. I'm like I'm happy for you. But the ones that like, well, at this point, it's too far gone. But the one at first. When you left me when you left me for this nigga, yo, you yeah. wild. Yeah. You is wild. I, so I but but I wouldn't say it in public. I would just yeah. I would yeah. think that for to sure. my I would i talk sure. at, at my house to my homies. I'm not going into the store if I see them and say, Oh, you whack nigga, but maybe that's yeah. why I meet the real nigga. <laughs> but I <laughs> but I will say this
2: too. We also didn't have to publicly deal with the oh, split facts. Either, yeah, though.
1: Know I wonder who said, did Nikki's husband say something first? Because if if Meek got told something first, then Meek in the right. Because if you tell me, if your ugly nigga tell me something, then oh, I'm going off on his ass. i, I From what I
2: heard, I'm pretty sure Meek initiated the <laughs> bullshit. You know what I mean? From what I heard.
1: <laughs> well, Meek did make a song about the nigga. Yeah, he said
2: that the nigga had like boot cut <laughs> jeans with Tim's on. Like, <laughs> and it's just like, yo, like, Even if he is corny, you can't. You're engaged to him? You can't can't say that, yo. You can't let your feelings out there like that.
0: (laughs) And I'm all for niggas
2: being more vulnerable in 2020, but
0: you can't do that.
2: that. Yeah, you can't go (laughs) that far. Don't start downing a nigga for nothing. (laughs)
1: Just cause he dating your ex. Like you can't yeah. be doing it. If anything you, you talk about it with your niggas, that's a I'ma gonna, I'm gonna talk about this in the group chat type situation. Like but fuck that bitch. <laughs> I will say I remember
2: the when she first like went public with the new nigga. I remember thinking like, yo, who is this nigga? Why is Nikki talking to this nigga? <laughs> like he just looked weird, bro. Like she was making a video and she was doing Nicki Minaj ass shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> He just and I just remember this nigga standing in the background with no shirt on, just swole as fuck. But he looked so awkward, like he just looked like he didn't have no idea what he was, what was going on. You know what I mean? You can't off the block. And I'm just like, yo, this the nigga. So I feel meek, I feel him. But it's like at the same time, you can't say that.
1: You can't. Oh no, yeah, you can't. Like I feel meek one hundred percent, but you can't do that in public unless nah, I must cap for meek unless. He came at you first but even if he came at you first you can't make that song. Like I get making so you just can't get that out there. And but James Harden did kind of leak it to everybody so I blame snitching ass James Harden. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: but you you just can't let another nigga know that you got him that he got you feeling a certain Yeah, time.
0: no, yeah, I would. Never- I'm,
2: I'm I'm all for that. Like nigga, you can be as hurt as you want to be. Like yeah. I don't blame you for feeling how you feeling but don't ever let the other
1: nigga know that he like one up you. You know what oh, I mean? Facts. Bro, you can... Like, the whole time I was hurting, bro, at, after any breakup, and it was one one breakup, I was so hurt, I just was in my mama house, and I just punched the window, and my hand went cl- straight cl- straight through the glass when it came out. It ripped my hand. I got a scar now. I had to get stitches. When anybody says something, how you hurt your hand? Oh, nigga, I fell. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah, saying bro. shit. What's wrong okay. with you? <laughs> I let y'all know this bitch yeah, hurt bro. me. Like, okay, I can talk about it now, because that shit funny, but, like, yeah. back then... Hell no, a nigga was hurting bad. Yeah,
2: bro. And I'm saying, as a nigga, I know how that feels. Especially like Meek at an age where it's like, bro, you ain't just playing little girlfriend boyfriend shit. Like they was, they was really trying to build, bro.
1: And you then know, I you right there in the public. So Meek getting thing like, oh damn. Every yeah. time Nikki posts a picture with a me getting tagged, like you see that she with this nigga, oh I'll be oh yeah, that's double hurt. Bro, and <laughs> I hurt. can't even flex, bro, because like we we get we we
2: some grown adult niggas now, bro. Like I'm saying the, the relationship that I'm currently in, like this is the first relationship that I feel like I've been seriously in something as an adult man. Yeah, like if something was to happen and I had to like just see my girl moving with another nigga her. i would feel played son you know what i mean like i would really feel played so i can't even like hold him
1: oh, no i'm not fronting on his hurtness i'm just fronting on how he projecting
2: the hurt yeah 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 I- what what i'm saying is if like let's say i'm shopping at walmart and then I, I go down the aisle and i you know i see my girl and her new nigga I don't know if I just sit quiet. I don't know if I can not oh, no. okay. let the let the petty out. You know what I mean?
1: See, but there's a way to be petty. Okay, I think I, I agree with you. You gotta be petty in that situation, but you gotta be petty as in like, like, oh, I gotta find like you know what I mean? Like, I got a new bitch. Like yeah. that's I don't give a fuck about that other nigga. Like I'm trying to hurt you. I'm not trying to yeah. hurt
2: him. <laughs> but it, it's 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 crazy different when. The chick you got at at one point, like she had a little slight fall off in recent years, but let's not forget that she was the baddest bitch on the planet at one Facts. point. Like it's hard to upgrade from that. No, and me, a chick me that make not, her own M's, like she she probably got more than bread for- than
1: Meek. Yeah, no, she did. She did. You know what I
2: mean? Like, you not just bouncing back with another female. Like, bro, the average female out here is, like, trying to take him for everything he got. You know what I mean? Like, when you meet, you ain't just meek. You ain't swiping on Tinder as, no. as meet <laughs> Mill.
1: You know what I mean? Like, like he in the whole other to- Jay-Z got Beyonce when she was rich, then he got rich after. And it was like, all right, yeah. cool, cool, cool.
2: Because I'm saying, like, we we starting to see that become a trend. Like... And I think J and B started it, but you know now you got like people like Offset and Cardi, power couple making M's together. Like they each multi millionaires in their own right. But they would come be so together. Make, yeah, bro. And they they make they come together and they doing huge things. You don't think Meek wanted that? Like, cause I I think about if if I'm. At a point that Meek is in his career Like okay nigga you as a rapper You already like I feel like he already Solid like Meek already stamped
1: It's hard to trust any women at that point Once you make And me, It's funny me and my friends talked about this the other day And one of my friends was like yo like what if The next time like we have one of these gatherings It's like we all making money now We all got girls but like are we gonna get girls Once we make our money cause it's like Are we gonna make them sign a prenup cause it's hard Cause it's like how do I know you're not here How I know you're here for really me and not my money, and I know me got that problem. So with a woman who make her own money, it's like, oh shit, nigga, you not here for my money. It could yeah. be said I'm here for your money. Yeah, that's a <laughs> like, fact. So I that I, yeah, you're right. I can understand it's hurt. I understand it's hurt even more now. <laughs> like yeah, it's, it's he, real hurt. He came. He came. He went through
2: a, a tough L. That's a that's an L, bro.
1: Yeah, he he definitely took he took two L's that year. He lost to Drake, and then he lost his girl.
2: Which I think wouldn't have happened if he'd have never came at Drake. Uh, like that that, that might have been the tipping edge.
1: No, I'm with you on that. I can see that. That's just like how Drake heard he lost Rihanna and now she with A$AP Rocky. Yeah. Big L. Big L on his part. Oh. That's oh. probably his only L.
2: I feel like Drake always taking L's with women. I wonder what Drake be on. Because <laughs> it's like every woman in the world, is they love this nigga. But he, he somehow shoot. never like pump them all the way. Yeah, like bro. And this nigga had some of the baddest bitches on the planet, bro.
1: Yeah. He had Rihanna, Serena Williams, he had J Lo. J Lo, yeah. Georgia
2: he, Smith, nigga. Like, exactly. come on, this nigga yeah. got
1: bodies. And they say he had the Card- one of the Kardashians too. Yeah, bro. And I'm saying this this not just like
2: bitches that you just smashing and like, nah, bro. He he getting like dream girl catches. And it just never, you know what I mean? Like he's never got to that point. Like, has Drake ever been in like a real serious relationship?
1: Rihanna was the only real real one. Yeah. That's the only one that's like niggas really like because J Lo was only for a little bit. Haley Baldwin was only for a little bit. I forgot he was with Bieber's wife. <laughs> yeah. Georgia Smith was the Georgia. only like like short and always oh, oh. Serena was kind of long. Yeah. yeah. Serena it, but- and
2: Rihanna. It's weird though, cause when he talked about her on that that last shit that he did, um, the the interview he did, he talked about it almost as if like they had this like brother sister relationship, which was oh weird. him and Serena, yeah, yeah. and that kind of threw me off. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, I thought he was really rocking with her like that, but I feel like he something is weird with Drake and his relationships. Like something. Made, Something right, cause I feel like he never like really cuffed a female, and he like like I said, he's had dream girl catches, bro. Like I feel like nigga, females like Georgia Smith, bro. That's not shit. The, he had Catwoman.
1: He had Zoe Kravitz. I didn't even realize that. I'm just <laughs> looking at a list right now because we're talking about it. But yeah. yo, this is nuts. This nigga had yo. He had a lot of fire. Yeah, like, this nigga, is this like, high on the sniper list. I'm talking
2: about like grade A Navy SEAL sniper, nigga.
1: Yeah, like. he like the American sniper or the Canadian sniper. <laughs> 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 like, That's he is, fact, de- bro. he is definitely <laughs> the Canadian. If if, if Derek Jeter, because Derek Jeter up there, Derek Jeter might be the American sniper. He yeah. might be. Drake is the uh, is the Canadian sniper. I don't know who else from America I'm giving the sniper list, the, the best sniper to. Bow Wow up there.
2: Yeah. Got to give that man his respect. Nigga Nick so- Cannon
1: up there, too. Yeah. But, man, I don't
2: know, bro, because now you got me looking at this, this Drake list and this, this nigga, bro.
1: Oh, he's the Canadian sniper. But wait, let me tell oh. you. Let me tell ah. you Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter had Minka Kelly. I don't know if you know who that is. Adriana Lima, Jessica Alba, Scarlett Johansson, uh, let me look say some more names. He got a bunch of names that you that you might not know. Mariah Carey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yo, he was cutting up. Like I'm looking at all these women. Derek Jeter was
2: wild. <laughs> my thing is though, I think I think the reason why I like Drake Liz is because he like all the type of women that I like. Ah, okay, okay. Like, come on. Like just just Riri alone, bro. I feel like nigga. You 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 got Riri on the list. Yeah, no, that's fire. You, you already in contention for number one. I I never even realized that this nigga got Tyra Banks on the list.
1: See, I don't know if that's real though. Like, oh, Nicholas is fire. Oh yeah, Nick
2: Nick, Cannon is hard. Nick Nick Cannon, bro. (laughs) Him and Drake fighting for number one.
0: Oh
1: my goodness! If Drake is the Canadian sniper, Nick might be the American because this is hard. Nick had everybody from Eva Marcel to Kim Kardashian to Christina Million. Yo, Nick, Nick had Adrian, Nick had most of the cheetah girls. What the
2: fuck? Bro, and I'm saying he had Christina Milian in her prime, bro.
1: And like, making good.
2: Bro, Christina Milian, I was in love with that woman.
1: This is bro. nuts. Oh my God. This nigga Nick had chili from TLC and Jenna Frooms, the, the Instagram bitch. Yo, this Cersei ass. I- This Cersei, or S-H-E-R-I-S-E, Cromwell, this lady, she is beautiful. (laughs) Holy shit. Oh, my goodness. Go, Nick. Do your thing. And he got an old white cougar and Heidi Klum. Go ahead, Nick.
2: Got to talk about that.
1: And the nigga had Amber Rose. Yeah, he did. Yo, Nick. Nick up there with Drake. I got to give him his props. And Amber Rose early in the list. Like, because. For
2: niggas, Amber Rose. Niggas not gonna talk about it, but I feel like a woman and,
1: and I I don't know how to word this to say it the the right way. Right, let me like, say it first. Post you got with Kanye. Yeah. So it's Kanye like is is like, without you saying it, but we know what you mean. You
2: you, you kinda take a step down. Like once you once <laughs> you've been passed around the block, and I hate to sound like that because you know, women still they, they hold a value. Like I'm not gonna try to act like she less of a woman because she's been past she been with a lot of niggas but all i'm saying is it kind of take away from where i place you on the list if everybody done had you and nick nick had a one of the first people you know what i mean no 100 nick is up there. And amber rose is beautiful don't yeah. don't
1: get that twisted bro amber rose is pressure no 100 percent. like ooh, out. shout out to shout out to the canadian sniper that's that's a <laughs> new jerk nickname speaking of heidi clum and nick cannon and America's Got Talent. Let's jump to Terry Cruz because Gabrielle Union, Dwayne Wade's wife said that America's got talent. Uh she accused him of racial discrimination and uh a whole bunch of shit. No, no sexual allegations, just uh racial discriminations and in, in that type of lane in the corporate world. Terry Cruz came out and said, I don't know if that's true. We had a lot of diversity in the uh in the room so I could see. And then he doubled down on it and said, look, I'm not taking up for you black women. Only queens I take up for is my wife. I don't give a damn about my grandmama, my daughters, your your sisters, none of that shit. I only care about Rebecca. That's my aim. Niggas nuts. Fuck everything else.
2: Niggas nuts. Like, <laughs> he I,
1: said he don't care about his mama.
2: <laughs> it's time to get niggas like that out of here, bro. We've like, been I'm told so, niggas about Terry Cruz. Bro, I'm so sick of niggas that have the position and power to do something about certain situations. And I'm not saying that, you know, his life got to be dedicated to moving black people forward. But my thing is don't, if, if what you got to say is going to hurt that movement, don't say, don't say nothing at all. See,
1: that's why I fuck with Jay Jay Z. And I'm using Jay Z as only as an example, but a lot of people do this. They might not do something that progresses black culture forward, but they're not going to say nothing that, that negates it. Like, Mm -hmm. They're gonna do what they like, they're gonna do things for self-interest. But at the end of the day, if something negates it, they just gonna keep that on the hush hush.
2: And know? honestly, that's all you gotta do It's just like if you're not gonna be in support of it, just don't say nothing against it.
1: Yeah, just don't Cause say nothing
2: against about- it. That's 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 the type of mentality, bro, that keep the leverage in these, you know, these rich white guys' hands that feel like they can pull your strings, like,
1: oh, if you don't say the right shit that we want you to say. Is over now. In Gabrielle's case, is the the judges has to take. Well, Terry Cruz said he's a black dude. He said there was nothing wrong. Yeah, like that. that that's a a big shot to her case. And
2: it's ridiculous that niggas just say shit just for the fuck of it. Well, like, he
1: might have said that for the bag, but even that you gotta have some integrity. Like that goes back to our but, integrity conversation. Yeah, you bro. I
2: feel like, real. and especially at a nigga like he had the point yeah. in his career, bro.
1: Yeah, he, he didn't have to say that shit. It's
2: all it. Like. You can't tell me that it's it's no amount of money that niggas is holding over your head where you think you're gonna be starving on the streets the next day if you don't get this bag.
1: My thing is you once you have enough money to where you can open restaurants and open other small businesses, yeah, you might not be an actor anymore, but nigga, you're not gonna be broke ever. Like yeah. there's a certain threshold to like, bro, you can become a slumlord. Just go buy yeah. a bunch of houses and like rent them out to people. Like yeah. what the, like that, like I, I really think at a certain point niggas just don't know how to make money or they're just scared. Like it, it, ha- it I don't know what it is because it's like, if I'm Terry Crews rich, he, okay. If I if I don't say this, Gabrielle doesn't. Side, I, if I don't say this about Gabrielle, I lose my job. Let's even say it's that. Well, I have integrity to where it's like, all right, I'm not gonna say this. And who knows if Gabrielle gets a big position somewhere, she might not give me a job because of this. Or even forget that I just did this right thing. I could go make money doing um 50 million other things and get a bag probably bigger than this. Yeah, and people like.
2: Especially people like Terry Crews. These niggas, they love the validation of what they deem to be successful. And it's fucked up that like we kind of program to just automatically think that anything white is what success is. And I'm like, nah, bro, we, we, we reaching a point where it's like they can't deny us if we just stop doing shit like that. You know what I mean? And I almost hate, like, because I feel like I talk about shit like this a lot where it sounds like I'm against white people. And it's not that. It's just like, I legit want to see our people reach a point where we aren't dependent on if they let us in. You know and what I mean? Where wrong it's,
1: with that. It should be to the point where it's like, where it's all viewed as, where it's like, oh, this white guy's successful, this black guy's successful. There's no difference. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be where it's like, oh, this black guy drives this, what are you, a drug deal athlete? Why can't he just be successful? You yeah. know what I'm mean? like? I get what yeah. you're saying. It's like, we gotta get to that point to where it's like, we we determine our own success. It's not other races, other genders, other... It's not none of that.
2: Yeah. And I like I feel like that shit that Terry Cruz did, it just hold that whole fight back. You know what I mean? Oh, not to 100%. mention, the shit that he said was fucking ridiculous.
1: Oh, stupid. I you don't care about your daughters? He,
2: he don't, like... He, for his daughters, he said their man will take care of them. Their man? Like, nigga, what the fuck are you talking about, nigga?
0: <laughs> Yo, like, oh, stupid. I'll
2: be damn if I taught my daughter that she has to depend on her nigga to take care of her. Like, nigga, <laughs> what? Now, if she was married and grown, then it's a little different. I, but you still gotta yeah, be there. For your yeah,
1: like what the hell? You, you still then, gotta
2: like, be there. for your
1: Like you, you gotta be there. Yeah, bro. And like, then your mom. You don't care about your mama that or that your sister. That yeah, that's, that's some nuts shit. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this, this to my attention. That this, was super nuts.
2: This nigga gotta get the. He gotta go, bro.
1: After he was lying. Well, who? Well, I'm not gonna say he was lying. Just that whole his whole sexual assault situation was weird. Seemed like he either wanted it or he was I don't know. I'm not I'm not allegedly all I don't fucking know. Let me not get into Terry Cruz. But uh next up, we go end on Dame Dash. We're gonna end on Dame. Dame did an interview and I like what Dame was saying, Doom, but some of it I don't know how much I can believe from Dame at this point, man. And let me tell you why. Because I I agree with majority of the shit he was saying about how you have to you have to produce your own brand. You have to try to work for yourself before you try to give your all to another company. That's 100% true. You gotta try to be about self-entrepreneurship. Uh, you gotta try to boost oneself, focus on that. Great. I'm with all that. But a lot of this shit was, he was saying sounded like he was taking shots at Jay. I hear a lot of envy in his heart. I hear a lot of... I don't know if it's true because Dame preaches a lot of this pro-black shit. Had this partner Kenyatta Griggs who... Wrote his culture vulture shit. Then he apologized to all the culture vultures. Then he went fire Kenyatta. Hired a bunch of it doesn't matter their race, but not black people. And he he just he, it's a lot of weird shit, bro. It's a lot of like because he he talks on about this one thing, but then his actions don't show some of that.
2: Yeah, and I think like what you what you see when when you watching Dame talk is just a human being that he like he feel like he got to keep up this image of the the tough guy i can never be phased or i can never be outsmarted like he he got a lot of those vibes
1: and i think it was but better I, this time
2: though yeah I, I i think his problem is is that even now he still can't let go of the fact that at one point him and jay were equals and now jay is his superior
1: Or at one point, he was better than Jay, and then Jay got to his equal, and then... Exactly. Yeah, no fact. Like, bro, everything he was saying was, like, like, not everything, but, like, he threw a lot of subs at Hov and Rockefeller. Like, you you can see the hate in his heart.
2: But that's been for years. That's been since they split. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, if anything, it's just now kind of calming down. Like, when it first was a thing, like, when it was the talk of everything, like, this nigga was going nuts. You know what I mean? But...
1: But his messages some of his messages is is spot
2: on. Yeah, I, I do I do like agree with a lot of what he was saying like I feel like that's something that it, it, it definitely should be important in the black community is to like start thinking from a place of like using jobs and being an employee to build You're a legacy cuz yeah. you, you, you got to think that every time we get a job it's literally only to help some regular nigga like you and me build his brand and build his legacy. You know what that's I mean? The, so
1: That's what other races do. Like, if you listen to other people, they take jobs for resume builders to get to where they want to go.
2: Yeah. And that's that's what you supposed to do. You know what I mean? You use your job to fund your dream and right. to learn skills and shit to take you to the next level. You know what I mean? Like, and... I, like, I agree with that 150%. I think the the issue is, and I'm glad he got a chance to go back to The Breakfast Club and kind of clear it up. Because the, the last time he was there, it rubbed people the wrong way.
1: The but I think, thing.
2: yeah, I think people just don't like hearing like, yo, you, you fucking up. You doing it wrong. But I think that's something that we needed to hear, bro. Because like, especially like in the age of like podcasting and shit. Like, I'm starting to notice, bro, that there's a lot of black people out here building crazy brands and doing crazy big things. And it's like you start listening to these people's story and where they came from. And, like, I remember, uh, actually, can I, can I shout out another podcast on here? Bro, I don't care. Go ahead. So, I feel like every young black person should listen to Earn Your Leisure podcast. I don't know if you heard of that one yet, but... There's a podcast. Two dudes from New York. They the name of the pod is Earn Your Leisure, and they literally just bring on like black guests, and it's like young black entrepreneurs. And like you start listening to these people's stories, and like they talk about yo, I came from nothing. I was dealing drugs on the streets. Like I I didn't know where my next twenty dollars was gonna come from. And now these people like built their way to multi million dollar companies and shit, and they did it on their own, you know what I mean? Like, just by learning the right shit. And it's like, it, it really got me thinking in a different way now. It's like, yo, there's no way I'm working a job the rest of my life. Like, I got to figure out how I'm going to get my entrance into that because I want to leave a, a legacy for my family. And I want to I wanna be like, yo, like, like the Kobe situation. Like, Kobe passed away, but he know that his, his family is taken care of, bro. He, he ain't got to stress about... Will his wife and his daughters be on the street you know what i mean because he he put things in place to where they forever straight even when they have kids they forever straight
1: yeah it's I mean? about building generational wealth yeah it's about and building that's, like
2: and and, and and people are actually doing that bro like people that's like you and me people that well, came possible. from came from minimum wage you know what i mean people that didn't come from generational wealth they mama didn't have shit they grandparents didn't have shit. They parents didn't have shit, and people breaking the cycles. And I think that message that Dane putting out is super important because a lot of us feel like yo, we just can't do that because we're not in position to. But- I don't
1: know, bro. You, I, I said this earlier this week. You gotta follow your dreams. Like, yeah. and, and, and there's there's a way to be all in on your dreams and have a, another hustle that provides your money. I'm one of those people. I gotta go to school and I gotta have a job, but. I'm all in on this podcast, like at the day that like it's', it's able to like to where I can quit this full time and and be full time I will, but it's not like I'm not full time now, I'm full time now, I just do other shit, you know what I mean, like yeah, all my attention is to this. I'm just doing other shit to move my life to the area to where this can be the only thing I do, and that's kind of what Dame's saying. you gotta follow your dreams, and it's like you gotta continuously work at it. It's not easy owning your own business. it's not easy. Getting your dreams. If it was easy to get your dreams, everybody would get them. Everybody would do them. There's a reason why there's only a select number of people who accomplish the things that we want to accomplish because they worked at them. There's no secret organization. There's no easy button to press. No, it's about putting in work. Day after day after day. The day you don't want to do something, you still got to do it. The day you just want to take a nap, you still got to do it. The day you want to just go out with your friends, you might not be able to go out with your friends. You got to do this all the time to make sure you can accomplish your dream because nobody can accomplish it but you. Yeah,
2: And I I think like especially with our people, we don't realize like, yo, think about the gratification when 10 years from now, all of that work finally pay off. And you like, you know what? I can quit this job, or I can I can go and get this this other job that is something that might not pay a lot, but it's something that I really love doing, and I can still support myself because I got this thing on the side, and it's it's everything that I love doing. Like no part of my day is like fuck. I don't want to wake up and go to the job today. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's the thing. You I gotta think, love what you're doing. Yeah, I think I think putting in the work for that is more important than even the money. And I think that 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 message that Dame is spreading, even though it's harsh. And he said something that really stuck with me was he was like, I I say shit like this and I'm blunt and direct because I want to get my point across. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't care about how you feel. I care about what you do. And that really stuck with me. It's like, yo, we got to stop like babying ourselves. You know what I mean? Like that whole little thing that, that people say about millennials being soft it's true to a certain extent you know what i mean like we all feel a certain sense of entitlement and then i really realized one day like bro what if my job had to let me go today there's no guarantee that i could just go and get another job there's no there's no law saying that somebody has to hire me like they can just pick somebody like bro at any moment our whole situation can flip and we can be screwed you know what i mean like out here on the streets so why not put in a little effort to build in some security for yourself to where you ain't got to even think about shit like that because you set yourself up you know what i mean and i feel like that's all dame be saying and people kind of take what he be saying the wrong way you know what i mean but it's like i don't i don't really think that anybody's it's, meant to be an employee for life like you but should it's never- always
1: like it's like what my mom says, man, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You can say you can have the best message, but if you don't carry it across the right way, it's not gonna touch anybody. yeah, like you gotta and I think that makes the difference between someone with great ideas, a good leader, and someone that that makes that that's the difference between someone with good ideas and a great leader. A great leader can have the good ideas and get his point across where someone with a good idea may not be able to get those great ideas transferred the right way. Because Dame has great ideas. It's just he doesn't transfer them the right way. Great, great ideas, though, bro. Like, I I feel like niggas should really be listening at
2: Dame. Like, I I don't understand why he isn't even more prominent than he is in our culture. Like, because I feel like we respect him, but it's like we respect him for the she did in the past. But I really start looking at his, his track record, bro, and this nigga has consistently been successful in so many different things like this nigga do it all bro no he
1: does
2: and he's successful in everything that he try like why aren't we looking to niggas like if if i had a son i want my son to be watching dame dash and trying to learn from what he do but for some reason he get this bad rap because he got that attitude where it's like i don't care about your feelings i care about what you do you know what i mean i care about you getting the message I think that yeah. should that shouldn't be a slight on him. No, I, I love the interview.
1: Like, I, it I shouldn't this. be a slight, but again, you gotta figure a way to or to to present your ideas better. Though we can't always just be like, just because you have a good because okay, there's people, and I agree. He says the best things, and he should be worshiped. He well, not worship. He should be uh put on a higher pedestal in the sense of we should take what he says into consideration. But there's other people who say that, but they do it a better way. For example. Jay does that, and, I, and, 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 and there's other businessmen like Steve Stout doing it. There's a uh, freaking uh, – I'm trying to think of other people. Kobe did it. Uh, there's a lot of people doing that. But I agree. You got, Diddy does it. You gotta, Dame should be considered in that category, but he got he to gotta get his message across better. There's a way to talk to people. You gotta At some point, Doom, you got to talk to people a certain way, and I get him saying his mind, but you can speak your mind without doing all of that. Yeah, and I
2: I mean, I I definitely agree both ways, but I'm kind of, I lean toward like Dame's side. Like he he could spend a whole lot of effort and trying to tweak how he delivered a message, but it's like, why? It's not even, you 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 could give
1: the same message, but do you have to do it screaming? Can you just do it, can you just talk at a normal volume and say the same exact thing? Yeah, see, I don't know, because I feel like, like,
2: I am Dame. Like when I get passionate about something and I'm like really going at it, like trying to speak what I'm thinking, like it's not because my tone is louder and because I'm getting, you know what I mean? I might have some, I'm talking with my hands now, but I'm like, I'm into what I'm saying. That don't necessarily mean that it's coming from an aggressive place. You know what I mean? I feel like I I, I understand his language and a lot of people don't. And I a hundred percent understand why to some people that's like yo chill why are you so upset why are you why are you doing it why are you doing all that you know what i mean but it's like i i get where he come from cuz i feel like i'm i'm the same way like Great, i have a similar you. personality and i i like the fact that people can be passionate like that cuz it show me that they serious about whatever message they delivering that is coming from a genuine place like they not just speaking
1: cuz somebody paid for them to show up
2: you no, know, that's
1: mean? true. But it, again, I think there's a way to show. Would you say Joe Budden's a passionate human being? Very much so. Yep. And Joe, Joe comes off as aggressive sometimes, but Joe's aggression is different than a Dame's aggression. Like, and Joe knows when to turn it up to 150 and take it down to 25. Yeah. Where Dame only got 150 the whole time. Yeah. And Let's, that's the only thing because you could be because pa- I agree with that because when I'm passionate about something like right now I'm moving my hands talking to you like yeah. that like there's a way to be passionate without being abrasive.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I can agree with that. I'm, I'm definitely saying I can see like
1: because I because I agree with you about the whole passion. I want if I'm talking to you and you really believe in something I want to hear your passion. I want to because I'm passionate about things and I want to share in your in your passionate thought. But there's a way to be a passionate person because I'm a loud person, but you could be loud without being abrasive. That's the best yeah. way I could put it. Yeah, I, I, I still
2: I, I still enjoy everything that he had to say. Oh,
1: facts! No, I loved it all. You know like I, mean? I did, I did. I, I I even though I had my my uh my takeaways from it in the sense that I I sensed the anger. Oh, I still yeah. loved everything he said because it's true. Yeah, it's not like he's, mean, he's lying to people. Maybe, he's telling maybe people
2: the he truth. is a little angry, but I feel like in from my point of view. That just showed me that he got a reason to push forward.
1: But I wasn't not... mad at his anger in the sense of the Chris, the Chris Brown lawsuit he's doing and that's not Chris Brown the artist, that's the lawyer. But all these right. people stealing from, like I agree, like bro, if somebody's hurt, trying to steal from you hell yeah, legal battle, them. sue their ass. Right. I right. agreed with all of that. It's just, it's not even how he said it about them because I agreed him being loud and angry about it. It's just like, some of this sh- it's just and you, and, it's, it's some of the shit I could just tell. It, that's, it's just about the rock shit And it's like let that go bro Like that yeah. just shows you a little bitter Yeah
2: but I don't know then again I'm still One of those people and you might think I'm just playing devil's advocate at this point But I'm still one of those people that's like yo I like that like I like the fact That he still feels You know what I mean cause like some people When they get to a certain level of success You let off the gas Like it's Totally different let's say You down to your last ten dollars, bro, and you got a one dollar bill hanging out on your your counter, and I take that one dollar bill. You you ready to fight? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But if you a millionaire and I take a dollar from you, you you might not even give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like you might like be Mm -hmm. oh shit,
1: you took that. But see, that's why I agreed with all the. I agree with all the people that's doing that to him with like the Chris Brown shit. The uh the uh the shit where the people trying to take from his 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 streaming company. I agree with all that shit. Sue them niggas. But it's like that Jay shit happened fair in school. Oh, and but then again we don't know what happened.
2: Yeah. That that's another thing too. Niggas just don't we never we know. You just like to side with Jay, but yeah. we don't know. Never know. And I, bro I feel like Anybody would feel a certain way if Oh yeah, I'd you, be upset
1: if that shit happened. You
2: dedicated your life to building something and then it just didn't work out and you had to split and then you didn't feel like you got the fair. Oh,
1: oh no, it's not that it didn't work out. It worked out. They just kicked you out. Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. That would be like if if bros you think took off and all y'all niggas just kicked me out and just said, "Nah, nigga, we going we going without you." <laughs> it yeah. be like, "Whoa!" Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? Yeah,
2: and and that's the reason to feel no, bitter, I'd, be yeah, I'd be upset. Yeah, I'd be bitter, upset. I'd still bitter,
1: Yeah, no, you are right. Forty years later I'd be pissed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Even if you still Yeah, even if I see everything yeah. else that you do, you still like, yo, I put my money off of my shit yeah. that. Yeah.
1: You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's my shit. <laughs> yeah no that's my shit just as much as it yours and you niggas still making money off it and i'm not i'm sure dame make money off it but you niggas making more money off of it because it's like y'all still use the name like yeah. rockation. like the, I, and, and and he, and he I, changed the name but that's still that's just yeah. Rockefeller. yeah
2: and i and i feel like from somebody like that there's a lesson to be learned so when dame speak even when he showed like and we love jay so it's like yo when he say something that we feel like, yo, that, that was a slight at Jay. We like, whoa, nigga, chill. But, like, I'm still listening from, like, an objective point of view where it's like, yo, yeah that's yeah. that nigga peer. Like, he's not looking at Jay like some untouchable great like we view him because that's his peer. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? Like, with. that's a nigga that he feel like he can do everything that Jay do. You know what I mean? So, he got every right because if if one of your niggas slight you today you know what i mean you feel in a way about that because yeah feel like, Yo, why is he doing that we not he shouldn't be coming at me of all people like that we've built something together you know what i mean we've grinded together so i feel like his the 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 lesson that he's able to speak on is important like i feel like more people should listen and not label people like that as Angry or crazy or you know. Oh, what I, I, mean? I don't there's, disagree
1: with that. I definitely agree with that.
2: There's there's like real life lessons to be learned from shit like that. That's that's all I'm saying. That's my stance on that.
1: Okay, well I can I can agree with that 100%. Because yeah. I definitely think there's something to be learned from Dame, 100%. Well, Doom, tell the people they can find you at my brother on social media. At Doom SJE, Instagram and Twitter, man. Y'all go follow Doom. Be sure to do that. Let's get into Bros Who Ball the segment where we talk about sports and much more. Be sure to check that out right now. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the segment of the Bros Who Think podcast called Bros Who Ball. This is where we will talk sports from the NFL, NBA, to any other sports. I, I think this year we'll throw in MMA as well because, like, I've been, I'm have been i a big MMA guy. Maybe, Schubert, you need to start watching. But joining me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schubert. Schubert, how you doing, brother?
3: Yeah, man, we didn't even talk about McGregor. Or did that happen in between, like, the, before this pod recording? Because, like, that was a pretty crazy moment, man. When he, like, I, I, just shoulder-checked the dude and knocked him out. Did that happen last week? I don't know. I don't know, because, like... It's pretty recent. To, to, couple
0: weeks. i week,
3: so fast.
1: The schedule I'm on right now with, like, working nights has so discombobulated. Like, I don't know when that happened. I just know I watched it. <laughs> I, other than that, I don't know
3: when that when that happens. I Let's see. I don't watch. How'd you watch it? Like, I don't. The thing oh. is, for, with fights now, is I don't really like pay for fights unless I like it's like it. unless like it's something that I know is gonna like be like lasting. Like, I I may pay for a Wilder fight or like watch Wilder. But like, good.
1: You you're a good man because I shoot. I ain't pay for. I ain't pay for the last... And look, I say this on Anime Talk when I do it. I have ESPN Plus, but like it's so hard to pay for pay for view. Back when I had cable, I would just press the button and it go to my bill. Now it's like, oh, bro, this is coming off my mom's credit card.
3: I can't be doing that. Like before, I could get away with it, sending it to the bill. But like now, it's like psh,
1: I got trap out the. No, ba-
3: and, and what I was gonna say was, is I be- I don't even watch him like live now you watch you let it happen and then you just watch the twitter stream I'll give, you
1: the, I'll give you the links I, you can watch it live i got i got i got the links out here but mm-hmm. also joining us is mr julian navar julian how you doing brother
4: i'm doing great and i know where to find those links i haven't paid for a fight in like <laughs> 10 years so See, I, I don't you know do- i don't know what you're doing <laughs> Watching on Periscope, anything, dude. I find ways.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm with Julian on that, too. But don't worry, I got you next time. Don't you even trip. And joining us, because we're going to talk basketball first because of the situation at hand. But joining us also is Mr. <laughs> Justin Batiste. Justin, how you doing, brother?
5: I'm doing all right, man. I'm
1: yeah. all right, you know. I, I knew you was going to say something that, that really brought out my mood. Like, yeah, man, all, all right is the best way to put it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah
5: we all grew up watching Kobe Bryant. That was some tough news this week, but yeah, we're still... I think everyone's still kind of trying to get over it.
1: And, and, you know, it and, and still it,
5: doesn't it, feel real.
1: Yeah, that's what I was about to say. It, it, and, and, of course, the first thing we're going to talk about is Kobe. In the earlier portion, me and Doom talked a little bit about like the situation, but we're going to talk about... We're going to keep it to sports, but I, I, I will ask you guys how y'all felt when it happened, but... uh. No, my thing is, you're right, uh, Justin. It happened so soon and it was just like out of nowhere and I still don't know if I've grasped it. Like when Nipsey died, I it, it didn't hit me near as hard. I probably think this is the first celebrity that I was like, truly impacted by minus right. minus maybe a mac miller because i i was impacted by that because i a lot like this music but in terms of like real impact like being sad okay it was kobe man so let's just start off i'll start off with you uh justin how did you feel hearing this news uh what'd you think and then just give us a little bit about your thoughts on kobe i I'm
5: honestly like i got the text from my friend and he said did kobe really die and i I was, like, just just waking up from a nap, so I didn't know what he was talking about, and I just, like, checked social media. I I seen the news, you know, helicopter uh, crash, so... And it just kept on all coming through, and I finally realized that Kobe actually died. And it's... It was hard because, you know, we, I, I grew up watching Kobe like That was my favorite player growing up. Man, him, I uh, him and, him and Tra- Tracy McGrady. At first it was Tra- Tracy McGrady, but once he Tracy McGrady had that injury, you know, he had a lot of injuries. So then Kobe became one of my favorite players.
1: I was and, a Shaq and Kobe guy.
5: Yeah, and i seen him growing up so throughout my entire life, and he was just like one of the greatest to ever do it. And... You know, everyone knows. I mean, I'm a big basketball fan, so I was always, always in in the Kobe. I had Kobe shoes. You know, I just watched him growing up, so it it was hard to really to really like take it all in that Kobe's really gone. Yeah, it man. It
1: really hit me like like uh,
5: like like you had said it was the first like celebrity death that really hurt me.
1: Yeah, that, like, it really, really hurt you. And my thing is with that, it's like, yo, I thought Bill, like, the way we see Bill Russell, I thought we were going to have Kobe, 60-year-old, 70-year-old Kobe talking shit on the young game. Like, I was yeah, ready for that. Man. Like, I wanted that. Julian, I'll come to you next. What was your thoughts on this whole situation? And, and just how will you, just, you, just give us your initial thoughts on Kobe.
4: Um, You know, I was sitting down with my parents watching the college basketball game Sunday. I get on Twitter, and I start scrolling down the timeline. All of a sudden, I start seeing tweets that are like, no. And then another one's like, no, please don't be true. And then another one's like, no way. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? I want to know. And then I see someone retweeted, TMZ, Kobe Bryant passed away in a helicopter crash. And once I saw it from TMZ... Even though it sounds weird, I knew it was the real deal because they can't afford to get sued again because, I mean, they used to get sued all the time. I knew knew it was legit. So, you know, I'm looking on ESPN and like CNN and Fox News and all the places to see if it's confirmed. And I'm like, I don't know yet. But I was like, you know, these are real news sources. They're going to have to have it actually confirmed. And then sure enough, you know, like 10 12, 10 to 15 minutes later became confirmed. And honestly, Sunday I was just in shock, like I couldn't believe it, like it was just the most shocking, and uh, random. Like you want know yeah. the most random thing, like random. And you know, it was I was sad Sunday, but I was more in shock. Like I was like, really, man, like really. But Monday, Monday was a rough day. Like I don't think I smiled Monday. Like I was legitimately upset Monday. And then, you know, l- later, you know, Tuesday, I was, you know, doing better. You know, today I'm pretty fine. It's still, it still seem that real to me and whatnot. It's just, you know, mon- Monday was a rough day. Sunday was a shock stage, but Monday, Monday was the real deal. And I was, you know, I, 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 I just. I agree
1: with you on that because Sunday was definitely a bunch of shock. Damn near almost cried on the radio having to talk about it on Monday. And it was just like, I feel you on that. And then what got me was when Shaq talked about it. When Shaq talked about it, I was like, oh, God, I'm hurting. This is sad, man. This is sad. And then the fact he lost his daughter, all those other people who lost their lives, super, super sad. Shoot, dude, oh, go what ahead. got
4: to me um, was, you know, of course he did. But, dude, whenever I found out his daughter was on, I was, Even that, worse. that killed me. That, that did it. Once I saw yeah. the pictures of, of his daughter on the internet got me worse <clears throat> than pictures of Kobe. You know, I don't know why. It just, you know, it was just. And then, like, seven other people. Just horrible. Horrible, but like yeah, one family
1: it, lost their like the mom, the, the dad, family. and the and the sister. It's just a brother and a sister left. I feel for them because I don't know what I would do in those situations. Like that absolutely sucks, Schubert. Your thoughts on? I, I know me and you kind of talked about it on Bros Who Binge because we we had the, <laughs> we talked about it Sunday night. Like yes, yeah, like, it was right fresh. Off,
3: yeah, real fresh. And I mean the thing about Kobe is uh you know wh- whether you loved him or hate him when you were a player. I think he, he made everybody love him in his second half, his second career, and everyone was rooting for him so hard to continue this path of taking the mama mentality into his next part of life, whether it was putting it into his daughters, which was like, what killed me the most was that he cared so much about his family and his daughter, and for her to also die in the in the helicopter crash is just devastating to me, that, you know, and his uh, I just can't talk about it, but... And, anyway like you know kobe was winning oscars and he had other projects going and i was so excited to see what you know kobe would be like in the next 40 years of life that you would have you know thought could have been his his time but you know it's crazy to think about someone who's a big time star athlete that Almost gets taken out in like the prime of their life. You know, he's not playing anymore, but he's was was only playing like four or five, what four or five years ago. Yeah, like
1: like look, it's it's like I said, like I expected Kobe and Shaq to be our Bill Russell, like, when we're
3: old men, like, they're old men shitting on the game, we, and it's like... We were talking about this dude maybe trying to get into the... Put him in the big three. Ice Cube's big three, man. Yeah, you like, did. No.
4: I was. He was yeah, never going to play that. I don't
3: think I was, was never <laughs> going to play No, he ice never... No, he ice Cube was, like, was going to make topic. it happen, man. <laughs> but I, 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 with, with, I agree with...
1: I agree with all y'all do that... Do like, that no, yeah, they still Julie, do they yeah. still do that? Yeah, they still do that every summer. Uh, let's get into let, let's try to happy make it a little more happy because what are some of your favorite Kobe memories? Like favorite on the court Kobe memories. I'll start with you, Julian, then I'll go Justin Schubert.
4: It's it's really the man, it's really the Kobe sto- stories more than the Kobe memories and whatnot, like a long time ago on ESPN, they had an article that was written. It was like a 24 or 25 page article that gave me, that shed a light on the mama mentality and what he would go through in his training regimen. And there was one story. I don't know if you guys ever heard of this one. He was with the team, and, you know, Kobe's always been kind of, I mean, we know how Kobe
0: was. But, yeah, <laughs> no, no, you no, know,
4: no He's sure been kind of a little, yeah. you know, anti social and to himself and being Kobe. And, the team was like, hey, let's go out one night. Come on, like, come out with us and whatnot. So he was like, all right, if I go out with y'all, y'all gonna have to come shoot, y'all gonna have to come to practice with me and work out with me at like you five was, in the was
1: morning. And Nick, Nick Young, I think that was and
4: those guys, two clowns. And maybe Matt Barnes, I don't know, I don't know who it was with. And then they were like, fine, yeah, that's all right. So Kobe ends up going out with them that night, having a few drinks, going to the club. They get in, like, at 3 in the morning, and he's knocking on their hotel door at 5 in the morning for them to come work out. You know, that that's just the most Kobe thing I ever heard. I mean, Nick Young has, a, like, the practice moment whenever you call them all soft. You know, all <laughs> sorts of things. Him, him, and, him and Shaq, like, stories of them hating each other. And, like, him calling Shaq lazy when he came in, you know. Just a typical Kobe. Man, whenever I think of Kobe, you know, people, it's funny. Whenever you think of Kobe, people think like five championships, the, the Lakers, basketball. Whenever, every time I think of Kobe, for some reason, the first thing that always came to my mind was hard work, like crazy hard work, like crazy obsessed with, bas- with his craft, not just basketball, and like super hard work, you know. Like he had a story where uh, after they lost the finals in the Boston Celtics, he stayed After game seven, like, another five hours shooting free throws and jump shots on the court after losing game seven. You know, that's Kobe for you. So those are always – those are the type of stories that I remember from Kobe. Those are the things that I really admired about him, like, working hard. Like, everyone, you know, wants to work hard and stuff like that. But he really went over the top. He really went over the top with it, and that was Kobe.
1: 100%. Justin, what are some of your favorite Kobe memories?
5: Well, my favorite memory was as a kid – my dad, and my brother, we went to see um, the Lakers and the Harness play, Kobe scored 50. Mm-hmm. So that was great. But also, I, yeah, I know, right, crazy. But Lennon, uh, I don't know if y'all, y'all if uh, y'all remember uh, Kobe after like Shaq left, and like they had like the I like I like scoring players like I like Steph Curry, I like you know Kobe, I like uh, Devin Booker. I like a lot I like a lot of scores. So like my favorite time, one of my, my favorite times was when like Shaq had left. Yeah, I think it was like oh five, oh six where like Kobe had like Smush Parker and Kwame Brown, like that type of team. And he was just like going crazy. Like he was he was scoring like 50, 60, 61 yeah. points. That, think, that like,
1: was the past years.
5: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was when like Kobe was like in his prime, like just like just going just on like a crazy scoring path, and that was like I think one of the best times to watch him play because he was just in his own zone. Even though they wasn't winning because he didn't have a good team, but he was just unstoppable.
1: Yeah, like averaging.
5: Un- yeah, he. I, I I think that was like one of my favorite times to watch him because no one could stop him at that point in his career.
1: Yeah, he was he was unguardable at that point. I my memory, I gotta I gotta toss it to the year he beat the Celtics in the uh, for the for the championship and then the year he beat Orlando. Those two playoffs, I just remember. I remember, like, everybody's like, oh, Dwight had this new Superman. Kobe said, shut that shit up, dog. And then when he played the Celtics and he did the chess thing, it was like, oh, he got five. Like, sorry, Shaq, but he did it. Like, he did it. And it was just like, Hell yeah! Remembering Bynum and and, and freaking Vujovic on that team, like I like those were some of my favorite years watching basketball. Schubert, what are some of your favorite Kobe memories?
3: I think a lot of them have to do with just like Kobe being Kobe, like just you know whether it's a highlight in the play or ma- the main thing that always sticks out to me when I think of like Kobe moments is the moment where, like, I don't know, remember who the player was, but it, Kobe's, like, standing in front of him, and he throws the ball at him. Oh, Matt Barnes! Move. Yeah. Oh, it's uh, Matt, yeah, Barnes. Like, that's one of my favorite things, because it's like, dude, this, was, this dude was cold-blooded, man. Like, when he was on the basketball court, he was the baddest dude on the court. Like, there was just no, you, you cannot uh, get in this dude's head. And I love, like, the, the situations that you're talking about with the mental warfare and, like, Saying like how he would like beat Michael Jordan by like like getting in his head about like how his dad loved his brother more than him, like it is just crazy how he thought about you know life and basketball and I love
1: the uh, T Mac story where T Mac is going off for twenty one in the first half when he was at Orlando and and Kobe heard his back was hurting and T Mac talked about this with Rachel Nichols and and Kobe came that one after he shot a shot. Kobe came down on his back with the elbow just to check if he was good and T-Mac couldn't play for the rest of the game. It was just like, that dude did anything to win, man. Hell yeah. Like, Don't know if we'll ever see a, another Kobe Bryant as long as as long as I live. So it's just sad to see him go. Uh, rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to all the families, his daughter, everyone affected by this, and prayers to you guys. Those are just some of our favorite Kobe memories. Let's jump to the Pelicans. Zion is playing. I'm gonna start with Schubert. Schubert, what's your what's your take now that now that the Pelicans have played a bunch of games? What uh, what what is your takeaways from seeing the young Zion Williamson take the floor? How do you feel? I, I'm, I'm the only team. one who's seen him live, huh? I, I'm pretty sure, yeah.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, I'm not gonna like overhype him because, like, at the end of the day, from what I've seen from some of the other rookies, like, I I think that I don't know if he's like playing like he could overtake rookie of the year in the middle of the season like want, want him to do but i think that he's you know playing a really solid role on the pelicans right now and you know he's he almost got a triple double last night um he's us- he's getting close to having a double double every night so i mean he's contributing on the floor and like he's really providing like a big man role that really wasn't there for the pelicans but a big man that also is dynamic which is like the one thing that would would really benefit them so if he keeps is starting playing, to make sense yeah like, i mean it's start, it's starting it to de- look like what people imagine because this guy is here now for sure it's it's starting to come together and you know when it comes to him and like the the concerns are definitely there like you can definitely tell he's getting a little winded quickly uh, he does play pretty recklessly so it does kind of concern you from time to time, knowing his past injuries. So, you know, there's definitely some, like, concerns out there. But, I mean, I'm enjoying how, how he's playing right now. And I think that he's really contributing. And it could only get better as he, you know, gets more into form and gets Julian, some, you know, some okay. conditioning.
1: No, I agree with that. Julian, what yeah. you thinking about the Pellys in Zion?
3: Oh, man, I didn't, ex-
4: you know, I didn't expect him to do as well. As he's been doing, but it shouldn't surprise me given how well he did at Duke. The thing that surprises me the most and that gives me the most joy and the most promise for this team is the fact that he walked into the offense and it looked like he's been there all season. He just automatically gelled in. He just automatically fit in. And I think that has a lot to do with the type of player that he is. He doesn't need the ball to be effective like Brandon Ingram. And oh, also God. and also, it gives a lot of credit to Alonzo Ball. If you, I don't know if anyone can tell, but he and Lonzo already have real good chemistry together. It look, it really looks like they've been playing together all season, and Zion's only been playing, like, what, that was his fourth game last night. Yeah, so, boy. I mean, it lets me know that Zion doesn't need the ball to be effective. He could score 20 points in transition. Uh, he, like, he passes well. He moves the ball. He's not afraid to shoot whatsoever. Other than his free throws, everything looks great. Of course, he looks a little winded, but, I mean, that's given – considering he's only played four games. Um, but I, I like the way this, you know, I like the direction this team is headed. Uh, I mean, pending a few trades and a few and a move-arounds on the roster, you know, in the next few years, this team could be really, you know, some serious. I think they have a few core pieces that they could really build upon. And I think Lonzo and Zion together could really be a special force in the future.
1: Yeah, no, man. I, I love the Lonzo-Zion unit. I'm, I'm digging... I, I think I personally think they have a big three with Z- Lonzo, Zion, and Brandon Ingram as the closer. I do think they got to move a couple things around in terms of a, a Drew Holiday, maybe. I know people don't like that and that that noise. No, you probably listening for the future. They might have to move a Drew Holiday to dude, make this
4: about, team. Dude, no, you're right. It's about the f- development of players. And so mm-hmm. what it's all about, it's about the development of players.
1: And I, and I think a Jackson Hazen and a kill Alexander Walker will fit in smoothly with this team. This team still has a shot to make the playoffs, but let me give it to the guy who said they were going to make the playoffs before Zion was here. Justin, what are you thinking? You're the one who said they, ha- they are going to make the playoffs. You seeing Zion here. Are you it's still standing by your, your, your decision that they're going to make the playoffs? I'm kind of leaning with you now, but just give me your take on how, what you think of Zion and the Pellies.
5: They just have to stay healthy. They're going yeah. to the playoffs.
1: Mm. If they can stay healthy,
5: they're going to the playoffs.
1: Mm. What you see from Zion, do you like how he's been playoffs.
5: playing? Yes. I mean, he's averaging 18-8 right right now in only four games. I mean, it's not a lot of games, but the fact that he's come he's can he's come off injury and you know, put up those type of numbers. He looks good. Catching oh. off the uh uh c- catching dunks off the rebound. Uh he looks good. I like him. No, my main thing
1: is I want to see him develop in the post a little more because he 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 can do he can spin around and get to the to the rim but that turnaround fader if he could if he could get that down pat he's Zion very raw you. right
5: now then just just give him some time give him some time like right now he he's just a raw talent he mm-hmm. can just go out there and just go out there and play and he's yeah, doing he, good right his, right now the game the rest of the game is like the rest of his skill set is gonna come
1: if he puts in the work. And it doesn't, and I haven't gotten anything from him that said he wouldn't put in the work. So I, I I'm liking this team I have. A Do goal. I? Yeah, my man. I know Justin got Omega. I'm uh, kind of leaning that
4: uh, way. You yeah. Considering, considering that the eighth seed is Memphis, and they're doing really well, really good right now. They really, you know, they they built a team, and John ja Morant, ja Morant's playing excellent. But also, what people are forgetting with Portland, I know, you know, people are laughing. Oh, Portland. Nerkich is about to come back. Uh, You know, CJ McCollum just came back. Dame Lillard just kind of fully returned to being healthy again. And they have somebody else on the bench. He's a white guy. I forgot his name. I just forgot his name. Zach Collins. He's really good. He played pivotal minutes in uh, in the play. You know, he was a pivotal force in the playoffs for the team. I think Hassan Whiteside. I mean, I don't really. The everyone that was injured you is coming back. At, exactly. But Nurkic is coming back like next week or something like that. And they're gonna be making a push for the eight seed. That's the only reason why. It would be nice for the Pelicans to make it that far and, you know, get some playoff experience. But given what I've seen so far, it's not it's not with the Pelicans. It's the other teams that are ahead of them. And I think Portland's gonna be the one making the push. It'd be either between Portland and Memphis and I got Portland.
3: The the other team I would mention in there is San Antonio. I mean, I was just watching them earlier today. They beat beat the Jazz. They beat the Pelicans the other day. I mean, San Antonio is a pretty solid squad, too. But my thing is
1: with the Grizzlies, they're about to their their season's about to go from the easy schedule to the second hardest remaining schedule. If anything, I agree with Julian about Portland and I agree with Schubert about the Spurs, but i'm I'm feeling the pellies, man. Something about the energy of this team is just saying they're about to make a run. Zion's about to shot sh- shot the NBA. Brandon e. Ingram is now an all-star. well, uh, I think he's gonna be an all-star. Lonzo Ball's playing the best basketball of his career. JJ Reddick's providing good minutes. Melly's finally looking like he's supposed to. Why we brought him here? It's just like everything is finally clicking. I gotta apologize to Gentry right now because it's looking all right. And Julian texts me. He's like, I kind of get what Gentry's going for, and I'm kind of getting it too. So it's like, dang man, I might have been might have been out too early on Gentry, but you never know. That could all, that could always switch. And well, well, that's
4: that's why I said earlier. I was like, he doesn't have all the pieces that he wants yet. Or they're not there yet, but he'd have to make do with what he's had. But he just needs to move around two or three things and just wait.
1: Yeah, no, this team has a lot, a lot of promise. Let's jump to our Super Bowl preview real quick. Let me pull up the uh, thing. All right, so the 49ers are playing the Chiefs. I'll start with Julian. Julian, what do you think of this game and who you got winning?
4: Dude, I have no idea what to think of this game. A part of me wants to say the 49ers and another part of me wants to say the Chiefs but ultimately i have the chiefs winning all because of patrick mahomes i think the game is going to be higher scoring than people think i know san francisco has a great defense however patrick mahomes can move he's that good and with those arsenal of wide receivers that they have uh, i don't think i don't really think that they could blitz as much as they would like to i know they have a really good front four the uh, 49ers however i think the way that the Chiefs will play and the the ball is going to be out of Patrick Mahomes' hands faster than it normally is because of the because of the 49ers front seven you know um the Saints the Saints did good against the 49ers this year Drew Brees had the ball out of his hands in a second i mean and you know the secondary for the 49ers you know they they're good it's a whole, it's a whole solid defense but i think Kansas City's weapons can are way better than the, the secondary, secondary, you yeah. know, of the 49ers. So, I agree. you know, once once they start, you know, once they get going, I think that's it. And the 49ers offense, look, they can run the ball well, but if, if they're forced to throw, I got the honey badger getting at least one interception in the Super Bowl. That's Ooh, all I got to say.
1: Okay. Okay. Schubert, last week you were leaning 49ers. Are you picking them for the official pick?
3: Uh, it's hard to determine. You know, the one thing I I think that I want, want to say with, about Jimmy Garoppolo is that he definitely is. And I think I made the statement last week that I thought that he was like you know a 10 quarterback. And I still think that like he is with you know the 10, 11, you know the lower half of that top 10 side of a quarterback in this league. And I mean the numbers the the numbers prove it. And I mean so I think that. With that running game, with the defense, with, with Jimmy being able to make the plays on third downs, I don't see why the 49ers wouldn't do what they've done all season. Uh, but on the other hand, with Kansas City, they do they do a really good job on special teams. They have a, uh, But yeah, I guess the 49ers do too. Um, the interesting statistic is that there's a stat out there called points per 100 yards. So whatever one yards, like how many points does that team allow? Kansas City allows five point five, San Francisco six point eight. Both under a touchdown, but you know, may, maybe that maybe that stat proves proves something later on. Nonetheless, I think I'm going to have to go with San Francisco. I just think that they've been the best team all season, and it was pretty apparent in the middle of the year. They've really gone through the uh, a tough road through the season. They've been able to play in big games and they know what to do in, in those situations. Uh Kyle Shanahan had one of the he had one of the biggest Super Bowl blunders ever as a, an offensive coordinator with what he did with the Falcons back then. So I think he's looking for some redemption. So I, I believe the 49ers probably are gonna get it done. So I'll go San Francisco.
1: Interesting, both you guys going two different ways. My thing is I start off thinking I'm I'm I've always been a Jimmy G fan. I have. I, I've liked the guy since he since, since he was supposed to be the air apparent of Tom Brady. I like Kyle Shanahan a lot. I think he's he's one of my favorite coaches in the NFL. And with him and John Lynch have built is a great team. That defense is super super solid and it wouldn't surprise me if they win. They can run the ball. The question just comes down to Jimmy G on third down. But when I look at the team across from them Like Julian was saying, they have more weapons they can score at will. Can the 49ers secondary contain? But the question is, can... The Kansas City defense stopped the 49ers and I must say the Kansas City defense has been playing well since December and Bill Belichick says a defense always hits its stride come come December you don't know the true how that defense really looks until after December and Kansas City's defense has been looking good Uh, Frank Clark getting to the quarterback honey badger making plays can they contain the run and get the ball back in their quarterback's hand that is the big question I'm going with the best player and Patrick Mahomes, I think Andy Reid breaks the curse. I'm rocking with the Chiefs, but it wouldn't surprise me if the 49ers win. But I think Patrick Mahomes gets his Super Bowl MVP and Super Bowl, and he cements himself as the best player in the NFL and now the leader quarterback of the NFL, the new face. So I'm going with the Chiefs. All right, so Julian got the Chiefs. We got the 49ers. I got the Chiefs. We'll see who's right on Sunday. But this NFL season has been solid. I Chiefs
5: too. Man. Oh, Justin, Justin
1: you, got it, you got the Chiefs? I, I know you're, cheese, man. All right, I see you out here getting some NFL knowledge up on these streets. We'll see if you're right. Uh, I hope you're right because shit, then I'll be right. But uh, <laughs> th- that's all the time we got this week. We'll be talking more basketball next week and getting really heavy into it. Just this week with the death of Kobe Bryant, the NBA really wasn't doing too much and we wanted to pay homage and legacy and just remember Kobe and then talk a little Pellies. But that's all the time we have this week. Justin, tell the people they can find you at on social media.
5: Everyone can find me on all social media platforms. I'm on well, my handle name is Justin 22 for Twitter, um, Instagram. Uh, you guys can also find find me on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn, Snapchat. Um, that's yeah, that's everything. <laughs> y'all go, y'all go follow all me. social media and follow me.
1: Y'all go follow my guy on Snapchat. Go see what Justin doing on his weekends. <laughs> I
5: don't really <laughs> post too much stuff, but you know, <laughs> I, still follow me. I know
1: you don't. <laughs> Yo, Julian, you tell the people they can find you on social media.
4: Follow me on Twitter at jujunav. J-U-J-U-N-A-V. I should have an article coming out the week after the Super Bowl. It's a Ooh, football hard. article. I think you guys will like it, especially you Saints fans.
3: All right. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> schubert, tell the people they can find you at on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at schubert 14 uh, uh, I'm going to run a show during the Super Bowl, but might as well not promote it, because who's going to listen to that during the Super Bowl? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but, but you could listen to the Bros Who Binge on uh, Monday next week. We're finally going to watch The Gentleman. I have my ticket for tomorrow afternoon, so it will be seen by me at least. Yeah, that means I and, have to go and, so uh, that means Lynn's got to go watch it. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. And go back and listen to the past episodes, especially if you've watched The Circle, because we talked to Sammy from The Circle, and it was a really exciting interview.
1: Yeah, man. And go check out last week's episode. Big match of Pitch It to determine where the season is going for the rest of the year. I- I'm telling y'all, man, I'm going to get that Pitch crown, But we shall see. We'll see, man. Shoeby's out here balling. Justin's I think ball- Julian could play Pitch It. Julian maybe could play pitch and we'll introduce it to him. Maybe he'll be a next season competitor because we, we we got our, our roster for this season, but we'll see. We'll see. But uh, uh you guys can follow me at Lynn BWT follow bros think at Bros Think. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Uh, subscribe on YouTube or Apple or Spotify, wherever you are. And for the Apple listeners, it should be up now. I apologize. Apple just took us off of there randomly and didn't tell me an email. And then somebody hits me up and like, yo, bro, can't listen on Apple. And then I call them and they're like, oh, we made a mistake. So Apple's back up now. Just want to let everybody know. Make sure you leave a comment there on Spotify or subscribe to YouTube. And if, if you want, follow Anime Talk Pod on IG. And we're picking four winners for the giveaway this upcoming Friday to give back to our fans, like I said, if you do one of those things, you will be entered in a giveaway that we're going to pick at, on the 31st, the end of this week, and we will mail out your prizes come February, and then we'll do another giveaway giveaway at the end of February each month, so you got time. If you miss this week's giveaway, then this month's giveaway, then you know, loss, like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff for February, and you'll be entered, and we got a lot of good prizes coming out to you but be sure to check out the most recent episode of bros who binge check out the most recent special episode of anime talk sat down with kellen goff the voice of overhaul from my hero academia as well as many other shows super super dope interview charles and josh have switched to lsu basketball so they're covering all the tigers on on the hardwood as well as baseball so you can find all that www.broswhothink.com but for Justin, for Julian, for Schubert my name is Lynn and you guys have a great pack, week We'll talk to you next Thursday until then.
0: Peace. No one. Okay. Okay. Doing work, two fold on my shirt. He the greatest on the court and I'm the greatest on the verse. Going for the fourth ring like it was his first. Gotta get the gleam. Do it for Kareem. Two so nice, my flow so mean. Catch me at the game, sitting next to Goldstein. Cocoa brand like I guess, purple gold strings, co-cobian. Man. Black, Black Mamba, attack conquer, basketball beast, rap, rap monster, crossover good, a turnaround jumper, I just drive the lane and dunk on dunkers. You know where it's going, it's going down, yo. This is the lake show, but don't drown though. I call him King Bryant, I let like the crown show. I'm
4: definitely, I'm just lost for words. I mean, he's amazing.
0: Pass me the damn ball, I don't need a pick at all, and you know, i cause I'ma get that off, yeah, I drive 40 on your double teams, then I drive 81 on another team, yeah, you better guard me with caution, and watch I work them like an auction, <laughs> no such thing as exhaustion, no time for resting. cause I don't take breaks, I just break records, <laughs> and I prefer the ball with three seconds. Lately, LeBron James.
4: I've been quoted saying that he's definitely the best player in our league. Um, To me, in my eyes, the best scorer in our our league. And it's, I mean, I don't know if it's another, it's not another guy in his league that can accomplish some of the things that he's doing right now. Uh,
0: Never take a day off. Catch you at the top, put the key, and get a J.